This is Channel 253 Sports. Hi, this is Casey Catherwood from S2 in Tacoma, and you're listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. In 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trial in front of Jeldwin, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders BT. Hey everybody, this is Steve with the Flounders B-Team Podcast, and we are recording on November 6th. This is episode 28. I'm here in studio with two wonderful guests and Tim Hamilton. And Jim <laughs> Say hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. How are things going for you today? Things were good uh, the first time around. Now we're going to do this take two. Hey, you know what? Whatever it takes. I do need you to speak into the mic, though, yeah. and you are... Hey, that'll help. Is that muted? Was yeah, it was muted. Time? It was muted. Hey, this is Tim hey, Hamilton. Tim. How you doing, buddy? Wonderful. Right on. In studio, also, we have two wonderful guests. Two folks that uh, we, we're actually really excited to have in because they have a lot to say about uh, kind of things that are going on with the Sounders organization. It's Northwest Soccer right now. We've got the wonderful, the illustrious Casey Catherwood. Hello there, and thank you so much for having me on episode 28. Here's to 29. Here's to 29. <laughs> it could come. It could come at any time. Uh, we also have Dave Montgomery of the Sounders Community Trust. Yep. Hey, Dave. How's it going? It's going pretty good, man. Good. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, are either of you listeners of the show already? Like I've told you before, I God listen to the show. I keep it. I keep it. <laughs> I keep my ear to the podfish, man. I got you, man. I, <laughs> right on. I'm listening. Thank you. I definitely appreciate that. You uh, 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 and 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 I like your work in social media and marketing. And so, what do you do for the Rainiers organization? Technically, my title is game entertainment director. I'm huh. currently working on a, a a kind of a rebranding of myself uh, mm-hmm. in title because I do a, a little bit more. Um, I'm in charge of all of our game presentation at the Rainiers. I'm also on. Uh, pretty key player in a small creative team and run a lot of our marketing, do all of our writing, etc. And now I will do all of that for a Tacoma, the Tacoma Rainiers and the Sounders too, which are moving to Cheney Stadium what? in 2018, what? March 2018. March of 2018. I know, breaking the news right here yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, this is old news. It is. You, you already knew that. I did. But what you might not have known is that I'm going to be involved in it. I I also knew that. Okay, there um, you go. I had uh I had well, you assumed. I well, I assumed. You assumed. Well, actually I had heard through channels. Okay, you very know, good. We all have channels. It's going to be a blast. I hope so. There's a lot to figure out, but it's going to be a lot of blast. All right. So we'll talk about that just a little bit later after we talk about uh, uh introduce Dave and Dave. Yes. Tell us about the community trust. Uh, we are, rolling it. we are a nonprofit organization that works with, uh, the Sounders organization. <laughs> we are a 20% ownership group of Sounders too. Uh, we basically get to have some input, some, uh, democracy in sports, uh, you know, anything from in-game experiences, uh, ticketing, Hopefully, merchandising here coming up. <laughs> That'd be um, cool. I'm excited about those opportunities there. Uh, basically, what can make the experience better for the fans and also 
as a nonprofit organization, we'd like to eventually do some nonprofit work uh, in the community, um, whether that's, you know, more up north Seattle area mm-hmm. or now that we're down here in the South Sound with Sounders too. Um, so we're very excited uh, for this move and and being able to work with the Tacoma Rainiers organization. Right on. Do you have any current uh, charity partners that you're currently working with? None at the moment. Okay. Um, yeah, we can talk about the, the yeah, history yeah. of us a little bit later, but uh, we're, to. we're still trying to get uh, get things rolling here. It's been kind of a, a long process um, and unfortunately kind of a public process as well. <laughs> um, you know, like the, the Rave Foundation, um, they're fairly new as far as people know, but they've actually... Uh, put like three years of, of work into just getting that off the ground, whereas, you know, we are doing that very publicly. So uh, it's going to be a little while before we do some things like that. But um, again, we're, we're super excited about the move because it's also kind of an opportunity for us to sort of rebrand as, as the Sounders Community Trust. What can we do uh, to make things better for uh, the average fan at, at a Sounders 2 game in Cheney Stadium? <clears throat> so Tim, yeah, what happened this week? Thursday oh. we had a match. All right, so Thursday we had a match. Uh, we had a match. Uh, we are in the uh, Western Conference. We were in the Western Conference semifinals, um, and we played Vancouver uh, at Vancouver to zero zero. I think we talked about that at the last show. But if you didn't know, uh, we were limping into the into the BC place, missing a handful of guys, and we were. I'm guessing playing for a draw, but we'll definitely take a win if, if so. But the idea is just not to concede any goals, and it wasn't fun to watch, but it got it done. Um, now, back here in Seattle, uh, it's you know set to zero. We had to win to advance, and I think uh, you know Vancouver could have done any tie whatsoever. You know, zero zero tie would have forced overtime, but all they needed was a draw to get that away goal, and they would advance. And uh, we ended up winning two nothing. Um, did you guys catch the game? <laughs> we sure did catch that match. Uh, I watched it home. I, I, I'll speak on Thursday just because um, I wished so badly I had was at was at CenturyLink just because it was. If, if I mean zooming out with the end result, I I I wish so badly that I'd been there. Now in the first what like fifty minutes, sixty uh-huh. minutes, I uh, that would have been that's a tough that was tough. Uh, but the sweet release of Dem- Dempsey's boot to to get that first goal, you had to know. I mean, from that from that point on, I pretty much knew that we we were gonna win. We were gonna win the match and move on, and that's exactly what happened, right? Uh, obviously, doubled down by another goal, mm-hmm. two goals. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, did you catch a game? Yeah, Dave? I was able to to catch it at home. Um, I felt actually really confident um just as the game was kind of unfolding um actually heck one of my friends who's a timbers fan he texted me and he's like what is vancouver doing when are they going to actually try to score a goal <laughs> and it was kind of like i don't know what to tell you man um but you know we were we were on the front foot pretty much the whole time mm-hmm. i still have to say though after that first goal i still had a little bit of uh um, a pit in my stomach, oh, just yeah. just like man, they could counter at any time, at any time, <laughs> get that goal, and here we are one one, and they would advance, yeah, and yeah. and clearly we were the better team over the two legs. So, uh, 
I know it was late, but Clint got that second goal, and it was just like, okay, thank God, I yeah. can I can breathe yeah. now. And they're pretty much over it's then. Done. Yeah, yeah. Vancouver's scrappy in the box too. I mean, yeah, just absolutely. any kind of mess, they'll they'll capitalize on it and and shoot. Yeah, look what Freddie did that yep. first game. Well, Freddie scored three goals on us this year. Yeah, and <laughs> it's you know always thanks, you know, <laughs> Once a Sounder is kind of wearing off on that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, like but, he was actually. It, usually it's like you know. You know, always sounder once sounder always a sounder yeah. you know sounders legend right he was actually getting booze active booze <laughs> from the supporters section uh at the at the match the well, other he was night. acting like kind of a punk also well he was he, was, he, he has was, been but <laughs> but he played like doggy doo-doo i mean he didn't <laughs> he didn't play well and now he he always he's always known for that gamesmanship and in particular effing with the goalie like he's always just a half step away from the keeper. Sometimes, you know, takes an extra step and bumps into like, I know I'm running right around the corner. You try to roll it out. I'm going to kick it. And then whenever yep. Fry would get ready to take a punt, he kind of like sticks a foot out like he's going to attempt to, to, to block it. But it's just, and he, it gets under your skin. But that was my biggest fear. That was all they had was just kick it to Freddie and hopefully he can catch, uh, you know, uh, uh, Torres, you know, maybe. The ball actually, the ball bounced over Torres once, and he was able to come back and get it, or, or to make a defensive play. But that was it. You know, we we're a team that wants to score but can't give up a goal, and they're just a team that wants to defend and then hopes that they can just you know fluke, get some sort it of. It was too late though. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, like you were saying earlier, Dave, one goal is not one goal is okay, but that's that's still one doesn't mean anything we give up a goal it's still over we have to score at least two to feel a little bit like we have some breathing room um you want i can go over the roster usually that's what we end up doing we just talk about roster construction uh so I, I think uh, as far as roster construction goes, we're, we're starting to see some real consistency in who they're putting out there with a little bit of flexibility and roles that people can play. Uh, some of the midfield uh, flexibility that we've talked about all year uh, is real. I mean, that's our saving grace in many cases. Uh, we have a healthy back line. Healthy back line is certainly absolutely mandatory at this point because we don't have a lot of depth back there. If anything happens to Marshall, if anything happens to Torres, uh, God, if anything happens to New Who, we might be in a hurting unit. Yeah, an right? outside back. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 we're we're in bad shape. Uh, Dave, what do you think about uh, kind of how the flexibility has shaped up in the past uh, in the past over the past five matches or so? Man, when I think about it, I I kind of go back all the way to the beginning of the <laughs> season when we basically was had a carousel going at right back mm-hmm. and uh so frustrating man, what what a what a revelation kelvin leardown has oh, oh my has gosh been. um he is he has really changed everything for for the scoops like he's i'm probably more scared that he goes down yeah than yep. than a joven or a new who because mm-hmm. those guys are i don't want to say interchangeable inter- somewhat interchangeable yeah. yeah they bring different things yeah. um yeah. but i mean there's a huge difference between you know, I love the guy and all, but there's a huge difference between O'Neill Fisher and Kelvin Lerdown. Oh, yeah, we know, are, it's absolutely huge. We so. are one turned ankle away from trying to pick up a kid at the at the freeway off ramp. We'll ride <laughs> back for food or yeah, <laughs> yeah, and because there's no one there that that can fill in like Lerdum. Um We have Brad Evans, but he hasn't. I mean, he's missed the entire season. Yeah, he's. I think it's safe to say he's essentially done for for the season, yeah. um, which is which is too bad. Um, but uh, 
but yeah, I that consistency has been really awesome. It's been nice to not have to put Christian back mm-hmm. there, even though he can do it. It's nice to not have Jordy Delem back there, which end of sentence. I <laughs> I've I've definitely gotten your guys' take on on Jordy, and mine is a little nicer. However, let's all agree. Are you he guys is, mean to him? Why are you mean to him? Why are you mean to him? We're, because we're not, he's, he's not a right back. He's it's, not, and it's 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 a it's a matter of role. It's not yeah. even about him. It's about yeah. the role that we're putting him in in an, exactly. on an emergency basis. In his yeah. current role, he's performing. Yeah, right. And and I flat out asked him after an S two game one time. You know when when is the last time you played right back? And with a big big smile, he was like. I don't know, youth, like <laughs> 15 or 16. Uh, so, I mean, here's a guy right. that I, he plays down that center channel. He is he is a, a center defensive a mid in a pinch. You can throw him in, in center back, and, and that's what he did uh, with S2 when, when he was originally signed. He can play those roles, but dear God, he is not an outside back. <laughs> it's a, it's so huge God difference. bless him for getting out there and, and trying it. Yep. Yeah, if, yeah. You're, if you're playing, if you're playing recreationally, you know, he he would be a star at right back. Oh my but God. when yeah. when you're playing professionally and the margin of error is slim to none, yeah. then that yeah that does kind of expose you when when the people that are going at you are always going at the left back and, and if you're going or the right back and if you're going to. Uh, you know, be off a step or just the time it takes you maybe to correct your mindset. That that's that's all the time it takes to, to Yeah. That's yeah. all that's all the time it takes to, to, to be destructive and, and you know opportunistic and get a goal. Exactly. So, all right. Uh all right, starting lineup, I guess we're going through in the back we have Fry. Uh right back to left back we have Leardum, Torres, Marshall, Tolo. Um Two defensive midfielders, Roldan and Ladero. We've seen Ladero a couple of times in the in the number eight spot, but this time he's actually in the six, which is supposed to be that that Aussie destroyer spot. Um, left to right in midfield, attacking midfield, we have Ship, Dempsey, and Joven. This is the second week in a row that we've had Ship up top. I think basically since Rodriguez has been uh, well, first he, he he was he out got for the hammy. He was out for a child, and then he came back, and I think. Pulled something. I, I don't know if it's quad. Can you? What does out for a child mean? Oh, his his. I think he flew oh, back he, to Spain. He had his, a child. His, yes, fa- yeah. his, okay. his yeah. significant other uh, uh, daycare fell gave through. Birth. Yeah, yes, gave absolutely. <laughs> Daddy duty. Yes, perfect. So, I, speaking out of for a child. Just uh, <laughs> yeah, he, his birth of a child. You're talking about Jordy being out of place. Now you've got a, you're throwing a child into the destroyer spot. Everything <laughs> just gets <laughs> very confusing. Shimp Dempsey and Joven Jones, and we've seen Joven Jones at left mid, and sometimes it works, sometimes it's meh. But it, he's got that. He's just got the electricity where he he can you know just sprint down the field and create room yeah. for himself. And then up top we have Bruin. Uh, and against us we're facing. Marinovich, surprisingly, something has gone on uh, in the in, in the goalkeeping position. Vancouver. I don't know if if Ostad fell out of position, you know, fell out of uh, favor, or if it sounded like maybe he has done the Joven Jones thing and is is basically saying I'm not coming back at the end of the season. So they're saying, you know, to hell with you. Or maybe he's just had a couple of bad performances. I I don't follow Vancouver enough to know. Um, but left to right across the uh, back line, Dijon, Parker, Walk. Boston and Nowinski. Uh, they're also doing a 4-2-3-1. They're defensive midfielders, uh, Gazal and Nosa. 
Uh, attacking midfielders, Bolaños, Reina, and Teixeira. And up top, we have uh, Super Freddy. Super Freddy Montero. So there was a there was a, a I don't think we need to beat their roster to death, but there was a, a heat map of where players oh were. Oh my god, I saw um, that. Yeah, <laughs> that was fantastic. Very the, purple. It was very purple in the <laughs> back two thirds, and there was almost no contact at all in the attacking third for Vancouver. And then there was this little blue spot, and I think it was Matt Oak said that little blue spot. Just outside the center circle is Freddie Montero. <laughs> Cold as ice. The coolest spot in the heat map. Like, yeah, uh, it, it, it was, it was, analytics are great because you can see stories like that. Sounders are all over the map. We are super hot in the box, putting balls in and just doing everything that, that, that our team can. Um, I, I think one of the, one of the interesting bits around um, around Dempsey and Bruin. And I think one of the, you, you brought up earlier that, uh, we were talking about, uh, yeah. Dempsey's, you know, whether we should sub him, whether, whether he should be a super sub, how much time should he play? We've talked about that on the show before. And I think maybe the counter argument to that, um, to him playing full time mm-hmm. is, is the fact that Bruin is up there and the interplay and the, and the flexibility that that pairing gives. It allows yeah. them both to drop, go forward, play dummy off each other. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, uh, I actually really like and actually, you know what, I, I totally get where people come from when uh-huh. they say I don't like that because Clinton in a 10 is a little weird. Yep. Uh, but the combo has, has turned into something pretty fantastic. Um just the one thing that you have to be aware of if you're going to do that, that usually means Ladero is in the right. Yeah. And somebody is going to have to cover that hole defensively, especially when Leardom gets up. Um, so if you, if you make adjustments for that and just know that, um, that those guys up top, Ladero and Dempsey are, they're going to drift. They're going to do Clint and Nico things. Uh huh. You take care of that hole, then you're golden. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I do love the interchange between uh, Bruin and Dempsey. Um, I got to say, I, I, I love Will Bruin, and it's going to be hard to wrap my head around the roster next year when Jordan Morris is totally healthy as well. <laughs> so that's probably a topic for another day. Yeah, probably, probably. Case Will Bruin. Think, Will man. Bruin has been an incredible asset to to the squad Absolutely. this year. I mean, uh, probably my favorite new sounder has been Will Bruin. Obviously, just early in the season, last minute crazy goals on the road, etc. Um, you gotta love. You gotta love the bear, man. I yep. don't know if you call him the yep. bear, but I've never he's, done the dancing bear. That he's I got. Know he's got a heart. Sad. He's got a heart <laughs> like a bear, and he's. Uh, I mean, that's just Will Bruin. Yeah, didn't he? He he actually played for UCLA, didn't he? That Is would, that true? That, that's no? that. I'm not. guessing Indiana. That seems like I'm a sports marketing uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, uh, dream. An dream. opportunity missed. Either way, Will Bruin. Yep. I got a lot of love for him. I really do. And uh, so, w- when you talk about thinking about next year with a healthy Jordan Morris, are you saying that you think it'll create a problem, or to think about how good the team could be with with all of the with all of the that firepower? Whoa. That's a log jam up front. It's, it's kind of oh, just too much. Um, yeah. too much. It's too much. It's yeah. Because you, you have 
fairly direct players in in Bruin, Dempsey, and Morris. But also at the same time, we went out, spent a good chunk of change on on Victor Rodriguez. So he needs to be in there somewhere, and then Nico needs to be in there somewhere. Uh, We've got a poor a, poor Harry Ship who's almost yeah, banished exactly. to almost yeah. outside of the eighteen. Harry um, Ship, where in the heck is Kovar? Yeah, and I was just about to say, <laughs> um, hold on, hold on. Bye. Can you back that up for a second. <laughs> I was about to say, um, Aaron Kovar, nice knowing you because you're probably outside of the eighteen. <clears throat> yeah, with with that whole thing. So we got That's that's yeah. going to be very interesting to see how that unfolds um, because. You know, Will Bruin was definitely brought in to be a backup to Morris and Dempsey. Um, however, he's, he scored 10 goals for us he's this year. He's very or 11, bright. 10 he's or 11 goals. Very bright. And when a guy scores double-digit goals, like, can you keep him on the bench? You know, he just made this, the best right. argument, like, I need to be playing every match day. It's... It- that's the best the best accidents or happy accidents as far as you know we probably brought him in to put some offense on the field when we're doing international breaks and the few games that yeah that uh the long tournaments and world cups that we are going to qualify for and uh jordan morse went down with a hammy so that's obviously a good spot is put him in now um i don't you know going forward i i sometimes it's tough to watch key and dempsey or it's actually Ladero and Dempsey kind of occupying the same spot. Yeah. But Will Bruin just keeps scoring goals, and uh, he, I love just he's he's just a f- you look at him, he's just a funny dude. I bet you he has like the uh, the the Chad Marshall sense of humor where he's just cracking jokes and just yeah. Captain sarcasm. I, I, even when he was having the exchange with the referee, the ref told him you know basically he committed a foul or something, and he's like yeah. Just, Double thumbs up. No, 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 you come here. You come here, here, here. And then he just like sprints all the way up to him, gets right in his face, and then he's like, okay, here's your card. And like, great, thumbs up. The double thumbs up. He hauls his ass back to the six-yard Thank you box. so much. Thank you. Thanks. I, I, I'm wearing my Fitbit today. I need those steps. Oh, my goodness. So I, I'm fired up for the team. And good, never- Those are good problems to have, by the way. The the the, the too many weapons is a good problem exactly. to have. It yes. will sort itself out. I mean, you'd hope. It's, you'd it, hope. it already has. We've had so many. In the past, we've had depth problems all over the place. We run yeah. out of gas at the end of the season. Yep. Ozzy goes down with a knee, and then we've never been able to cover for him. Yep. But this year, we have Svensson that helps. So now we have a three-headed monster. We've got starters Almost in every backup position. Would you call it a Hydra? Hydra. <laughs> I'd call it a Hydra. I'd Ooh. call it a Hydra. Okay. Thank you for that. Svensson right, Kraken. <gasps> Speaking of, do you want do you want to do you want to plug the beverage of choice for this evening? Oh, we might as well. We're drinking a we're drinking a ninety four proof. Woo. A yeah, ninety four proof spiced rum called the Kraken, and I can't read their penmanship. It's the, a the, fan favorite. The Kraken has imported rum from the Caribbean island. Um, it's full of natural flavors. Who is it made by? It can't be an independent company. There's got to be some. Bottled by Kraken Rum, Lawrence, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Delicious. Hmm. Indiana. Screen. Thank, thank you, Krakenburg, yep. Indiana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Krakenburg, Absolutely. Indiana. So uh, if, you, if, you want to, if you're looking for the Kraken on the shelf, it's a spice rum. It's a high-proof spice rum with uh, an octopus or a Kraken. On the uh, on the label, it's black and white or black and off white. Delicioso. Yeah. Uh, so, so, how many different cocktails have we concocted today? Well, 
I made uh, I made a rum punch with grenadine, orange juice, and pineapple juice. Cephalop punch. Cephalop punch. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Cephalop. Cephalop. Yeah, it's cephalop punch. Cephalop punch. Wrong emphasis. No, you did it good. Okay. <laughs> I, I did the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. There's the kraken and cola, which is very complex. <laughs> it consists y- of Dave. What you drinking? What's in a kraken and cola? I believe it's kraken and cola. Diet cola. Oh, to be fair, to be fair, it's diet know. cola. Yeah, there is high uh, calories and fruit juices. The and whatnot. squid bite, which is one part Kraken rum, three parts warm apple cider, cinnamon, and garnish with apple slices. I just finished uh, my third one, squid- and it's oh. cold cider. <laughs> we squid so bite. He's walking <laughs> home, <laughs> and we already went over the snuffleupagus punch, uh, and then the Krakenog is three parts Sep- eggnog. Snuffleupagus punch. Snuffleupagus punch. Snuffleupunch. Three parts of the Krakenog. Krakenog is three parts eggnog, one part Kraken rum, topped with cinnamon, and uh, dash of nutmeg. We did not drink right. that one. No, no we didn't. We have eggnog, though. I bought the brought it's the heavy. nog, but we're kind of nogged it's out heavy. right now. We're afraid. Yeah. It's a little too early to start the holiday nogging season. If if uh, one hundred one four point nine or one six point nine is playing uh, Christmas music, then it's that oh, time uh, of year. Yep, uh, I'm gonna try not just, to listen to any of that. This just year. try and hang on Alice's restaurant on Thanksgiving, and then I'm ready for Frosty and Rudolph. Christmas and in the Northwest, a gift got wrapped in green. <laughs> Oh my god! Love that. You have a regular Perry Como over here in the corner. Is it? Thank you, thank you, Podfish Man. (laughs) That shit is on the radio every year, and it's the worst Christmas song, I think, in all of all of history. If we're gonna go down that road, worst Christmas song is the. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell. She gets really aggressive with her jingle bells. Little Drummer Boy. Oh, all day. That's the I worst Christmas no, song. That's my favorite. Worst Christmas song. You like I Little Drummer Boy? Wait, the David Ever Bowie version? says everything about yeah, you. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it except for David Bowie. Oh. You put him into the mix and it's like, all right, bring it on. The first day of Christmas music, I'm all about it. And then I work retail, so I am no longer Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell. I've never even heard it. It sounds great. You're going to hear it. And you're like... Oh, that's the shit that he was talking about. I've yeah. never heard it, and I don't want to. Okay, I'll, I'll look it up during the, during the break. Uh, pom pom playing my drum. There's good versions. There's good versions. I never heard the Bowie yeah. version, and I yeah. love David you know, Bowie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna You've never heard that. the David Bowie version? I've never version. heard the Bowie version of Little Drummer Boy. Wow. That might be one of the break songs. Might as well. Grandma Drop it. Over by Drop Rainbow. it. Look up the j- Jingle Cats. They're, I love Jingle Cats. See, I, and I don't want to say the F word. I'm rep- you know, I'm just, just say on F a word pod- then. I F word with the Jingle Cats. <laughs> That's what I will say. I strongly F word with the Jingle Cats. <laughs> jingle Cats are dope AF. <laughs> <laughs> they are dope as F word for sure. Thank you, Jingle Cats. Oh, wow, this segue, man. I tell you what. Okay, so <laughs> we played Vancouver. We so beat Vancouver. We beat We've Vancouver. got some really good lineup situations right now we're yeah. not really worried about roster we're, we're just going into a, a great game healthy are we down any players for discipline ozzy's out uh not for discipline no discipline just the, uh, quad going into just the quad. game i think he just hurt Rol- again yeah. rolled on is the only one that had a yellow card and mm-hmm. in the playoffs if you get two yellows then you have to sit out a match um so rolled the only one that was even on kind of yellow card you know watch watch 
Does yep. that during the game? Does that exclude? But he's the not ex- once you get yeah. The, once the, you get to the finals, it starts over. Or you know, the yellow I, card I don't accumulation remember. stops obviously because okay. once you get to the final, you get one yellow card. Okay. Then well, I, I, I meant if you got that second yellow, the game before the finals, does it if go away? If you get away, that or? second yellow in the Western Conference final game two, I don't know if that moves. We'd on. have to ask Kevin. He's the keeper. Kevin's of the book. a smart one. Uh, Can we yeah. call him? Can we phone uh, well, a friend? He's, he's supposed he's to be here, but he's not. It's here. all right. He, he couldn't make it. When he, he gets here, commitment. we'll just shut everything down and ask him that one. We'll question. start all over. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> yeah, we got roll it back. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so going into Houston, we're going to play Houston. Oh uh, yeah. By the way, well, this is. Uh, I don't let's know. break down. Oh yeah. This, this oh, by the way, quick. Okay. Uh, we won two. We won two. Nothing. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, there was a great build up to the first. I basically in my seats. We uh, the team went south into the Brome in the first half, which okay. was something they were trying to probably gamesmanship fart with you because there's only I mean up until this year there's only been maybe five times I can remember in in eight seasons where we've gone south the first half, and it's usually against like Sporting Kansas City because yeah. Vermees is a D, but we're I mean and yeah. we we make second half adjustments and we seem to do well. Uh, so going south the first half. Not a whole lot going. We had a few shots, uh, but nothing really to speak of. Uh, it rained every 15 minutes. You know, 15 on, 15 off, 15 on, 15 off. Uh, we had one thunder, uh, thunder and lightning. I think clap. we thunder it was clap. a thunder clap. And I think it came from the south end. Maybe it struck uh, somewhere south of Soto because it, you know, maybe five miles. It sounded like, you know, look, you see the lights and then one Mississippi, oh, two Mississippi. Did, yep. it, did it spook you? Um, no, it's kind of awesome. The fans kind of get around whenever it starts really dumping. Mm-hmm. We, we get, you know, fans get fired up. Why? Seattle because it's sunshine. Seattle sunshine. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so not a whole lot going on the first half. I think we're just hoping that we don't concede and uh, then we turn it on the second half. Um, I actually, the second 50, about 50 minutes in, you know, five minutes into the second half, I, my seats are down in the, uh, the north east corner and Dempsey's a little bit closer to my section. So I start kind of jawing with him and not not talking feces, but more or less like, hey, uh, we need to win this game. So if you don't turn it on right now, this could be your last game. And you said that to him. Yeah. Did he hear you? I don't believe. Uh, maybe he heard me because he, he scored a few he, minutes later. He didn't hear you. But I'm I'm as close. Oh, he's it, like I'm two, in the, seat, yeah. he's two oh, seats. Two seats away. I'm in the from second row. He can hear yeah. me. Whether or not he right. didn't look up. Whether it like, registers, sure. Yeah, you know, he's, like, hey, come on, man. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. No, but he pretty much. I called him out and said, "This could be your last game if you don't turn it on right now." And uh, then, then, then he turned it on. A wonderful, you know, giveaway turned into. Ladero brings the ball up the left hand side. You know, sends it off to Roll on, Roll down, cuts back in. Uh, top of the eighteen on the left hand side, hits it to Bruin. Bruin does some kind of cheeky back heel, and then ship. What was your, what was ship doing there? I don't know. Was it, trying, it was not intentional, was like it? He's trying falling to hit down. it with his foot <laughs> and then stuck in the turf and falling down. So he, you know, like the last second, just still flicked it on. It was a decoy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's 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 a play. Like it was it, all planned. Where the quarterback falls down and and everyone's like, "Oh, the play's over." No, he, he ends up giving it to uh, <laughs> gives it to Dempsey. Dempsey basically uh, starts with his right. You know, takes the ball to the right, draws the defense out, cuts it back to his left, just kind of looks up. <laughs> You know, sets up that shot and boom, yeah. just it just placement. And that's that's the thing I love right now is it looks like everybody's having a great time. There's a long stretch. Oh, 
in the middle of the season where nobody was having a good time. Not us, not the fans, no. not the players. We booed him off the field. Coach. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Brad yeah. did play this year because we booed him off the field. <laughs> Brad did play a game. It, was, it must have been D.C. because as soon as he scored, he's like, shh. <laughs> yeah, it was D.C. I was there for that one. Yeah, that first and only time I've booed Sounders. So it's weird. Uh, yeah, and it, it, they deserved it. It just they did. Sometimes you need to just kind of get reminded, like, oh yeah, yeah, we do, we we do kind of suck today. Okay. So thank God we got a goal. Um, that means if if everything goes well, we can win this game. That we're not out of the woods because of the away goal. And if they score an away goal, then and all ties mean that that we lose. But uh, then further down the line, we uh, we end up with a short corner. Ladero rolls it out to to Gonzalez. Was it Rodriguez? Rodriguez, and almost like a set play. Maybe they work on this. Uh, Dempsey ran to the far post, and it was kind of a, a Schross that was bending to the far post. Dempsey jumped, knocked it in with a like a I don't know, like just a, a shin, flying or kick or yeah. shin, yeah, flying shin. And game set match. Uh, yeah, it was night night to the kitties then. Oh heck yeah! And and I I I'm. One thing that's fun this year, uh, you know, last year it was uh, it was Roman Torres dancing in the locker room. This year it's kind of like Clint Dempsey's handshakes. It's what's what's yeah. gonna happen? And I was just joking around. I was like, Clint Dempsey's handshakes bring all the boys to the yard. And they're like, <laughs> it's better than yours. I, mean, I want. I'll start singing that. I just. I'll, I'll Can we to. make a parody track? You want? If we get you the. I mean, we got to get you that. We'll get you the track. I mean, this should be like a side, a side, a side cast. Is there a side cast? Is that a thing? Sidecast? What there? There are side casts. There's bonus features. There's all kinds of stuff you can. We can easily make that. You and I can collaborate on it. Stick around to the end of this show, and I will be. My handshake brings all the boys to the yard. My handshake? My handshake. Clint's handshake Clint's brings handshake all the boys to the yard. <laughs> la, la, oh. la, la, la. Yeah, his handshake. He's got a separate handshake for everybody. And I don't know, when he and Ladero do their sh- out of a shot of whiskey or, or smoke it from a J, but I'll say a shot of whiskey because it's legal in, in uh 48 states. 50 states. <laughs> 50 states. Yeah. Yeah. 50 states. All, all. All 50 shot of whiskey is, is legal in all 50 states. We don't have any dry states. We still have dry counties. Dry counties. But Utah. So weird. Is there a Utah team? Yeah. Salt Lake. Salt. Yeah. yeah. And you Real Salt, Salt Lake. Lake. And, don't and they? Very, very sober supporter section a, in Real a Salt Lake. shot of whiskey in Salt Lake, and it's like literally half an ounce in a tiny little glass. They can only serve you the airplane bottles because they have to they have to sell the entire bottle to you, but they can't sell the entire bottle to you because of the size limitations. So they just it's so tiny. And then your beer, so like Budweiser, five percent, right? Yeah, yeah it's like like three and two, three and a half percent. It's in a Red Bull can. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yes, and we're going to Houston. Going the four Houston. of us, we have our tickets. We have are, our hats, and we're going to Houston. Our hats? What kind of hats? Tell me about the boots hats. Ten hats. gallon boots hats. And hats. And boots and hats and boots and hats. Boots and, and hats and boots and hats. All right, and uh, some boots and pants. There are some boots and pants in. Boots and pants. And boots. Uh, <laughs> Tight jeans on all four of us. The way the, the way the the way the West worked out. Yeehaw. Uh, the way Houston, the West was won. Houston beat. Portland at Portland, a game that nobody saw coming, other than maybe oh. a few people that see a lot of injuries. Like, okay, yeah, this could happen, but no one wins at Portland. Houston doesn't win on the road, and they don't win on turf, but they did all that. Yep. So, uh, all of the we're things. going to Houston. Giddy up, U-turn. 
What is his name? Manitoa? Mana what's it who's their big who's the Houston heavy hitter goal scorer who who iced it last night? Manitoa? Matonoa? Motua? Mantonona. Mantonona. Mantonona? Mantonona. for you to say. Well, you you I mean the I I, mean, the iconic sh- him kind of killing that game, putting that Manotas. away. Manotas. Manotas and then That's going it. and it. kind of like doing the throat slash to the Timbers army. These are yeah. things that I have no problem with. Nope, absolutely. These are things that do not upset me when I watch yep. them happen. Oh, yeah. Because it's Portland or just because beca- it's only okay. because it's Portland. <laughs> well, yeah, only because it's Portland. <laughs> Throw slash. I don't I honestly am. I'm I'm into sportsmanship, but not when it's Portland. <sighs> sorry. Sorry. We got excited. It was so quiet. No, I, no, no. I'm not telling you to shush. Oh, no. He was saying, telling <laughs> them to yeah. shush. For like, sure. Oh. Like, he just, can turn you down. Well, have you it. seen, have you seen the, <laughs> have you seen the picture like where it's the, the, the fans and they're, they're all giving him the middle uh-huh. finger. Yep. Which is probably what, you know, we would all what, do. Yeah. I mean, if, it, if the tables were turned and we were there. <laughs> I have five middle fingers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, just flapping five, ten fingers wildly. All These are all for you, Matanoa. What's his name? Uh, Minotus. Okay. Mantanona. Well, here's hoping. Here's hoping. Inigo Montoya. Minotus. I have six fingers on my left hand. <laughs> They're all middle fingers. Inigo Minotus. <laughs> all middle fingers. Is uh, not doing that to to us. No, I and honestly it's so much nicer to have uh, as much as i want to and i've had conversations with people as much as i want to beat portland i'd rather somebody else do it i because i'd I'd rather them lose either way i don't i'm not going to be brokenhearted that i don't get the chance to i mean i that the sounders are going to chance to beat them they're out of the way fine let's take on houston i would Houston will be fun houston will be a better match because whenever with the cascadia matches they just turn into kind of slugfests and there's not a whole lot of soccer going on yeah. We never play well quality wise. So who hosts first? Who who will who who who's at home first? Oh, we're the higher seed. Being okay, second, so, so yep. we're going to Houston first. Yes, on the twenty first. Very good. What on the twenty first. The twenty first. Yep. Yeah. And no one in no one mm. in Houston's gonna even go to this game. So I mean, are you sure? <laughs> I mean, they've got a, they average about fourteen thousand. Yeah. yeah n- nobody goes to their games in general. So yeah, especially not on a weeknight. Yeah. So they'll watch at home maybe at nine p.m. on a Tuesday. Ugh. And yeah, their market isn't quite as developed as ours is, and that's fine. But they have a good organization; they've got a good team, uh, and and they're... they went from worse to not worse this year. They yeah, made the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. We were kind of uh, futzing with them a little bit earlier this year. We talked with uh, the PLO Five. Uh, we're going to try to have them on next week if yeah. we can coordinate our schedules. We might be on their show, um, so we'll we'll see what that looks like. They're live this week on Wednesday, mm. so um, I don't know. We can try to figure something else out there however about portland about going to portland i would have loved to go to portland it would have been this so year. fun it's just a phenomenal experience when was the last time sounders went and played a playoff match in portland three I, years ago oh it didn't go it was, well. it was a very very rough game or a rough yeah. match i mean i Shower joseph yes it was oh a, god i forgot it was a late sunday night and it was very ugly I saw nothing wrong with that lineup. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was. It might have been 2013. That yeah. Whoa. Uh, yeah. So he got time? two extra years. I don't know how he got two years was after that, that. Right. I mean. Um, I think so. Well, just on, because on top of that, too, who was going to play forward? I mean, we yeah you know, we had roster yeah. issues. Well, we that, was, that was certainly, but beyond Siggy, but also at the same time sh- of the I, not to uh, you know take that game apart again, but yeah. Shall we, Joseph? I couldn't that's, think of anybody that 
that's a guy that you put in there at that spot in like the 85th minute and maybe. just just like hey we're gonna cross yep. just a ton of balls into yep. you and just yep. put your head on it and maybe that's what they thought was gonna happen and we're gonna do that for 90 minutes no yeah no i mean yeah Yikes. he's easy to mark he's <laughs> I mean, he's the fastest player out there what are you talking about Whoa, all right yeah. <laughs> well anyway so we've got a couple of great matches coming up we got some uh, uh you guys have any any thoughts about the houston matchup before we move on i don't like those orange jerseys yeah kids look like cream those orange nasty nasty kids yeah they look like creamsicles. <laughs> Who's their sponsor these days? Are they still with like B Win or No, I, I thought is it, it, was, it, was it should be. Was it, it X Lax? It was like El Chapo <laughs> Communications. <laughs> El Chapo Communications. <laughs> no, they had some sort of communications company on there. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> we're gonna edit that out. <laughs> we're definitely not gonna edit that out. <laughs> I, I would have to it, it might be I don't know. Um No I mean use your words to me. Uh, Houston at Houston, the field may or may not be in decent shape. Uh, as long as it's yeah. past high school football season, it should be fine. Um, when Portland played there, it looked like they were aerating it or something because there's just holes everywhere. Yeah, it was garbage. And, that was a really trashy field. But, so hopefully we don't get any ground, you know, ground snipes no. hopping up and Let's tripping our that, boys uh, up. We can get out of there with a, uh, an away goal, preferably. Yep, 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 yep. All right, I want to talk about uh, just briefly the, the way the East worked out. Do you mind? Go for it, real quick. All right, uh, Toronto. Uh, actually, New York traveled to Toronto, and they uh, <laughs> New York Red Bull traveled to Toronto, uh, trailing two to one on away goals, and they and New York won one nothing, but they uh, they 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 tied two two, and the aggregate goals meant that Toronto was advancing. But the, there was a fracas. There was a fracas. And uh, uh, Josie out the door is uh, a member. He, he couldn't he couldn't make it to the World <laughs> Cup to represent the United States, but he can represent the United States in the uh, in the diving team. As uh, <laughs> there, well, well done, sir. There was a uh, a dust up where basically uh, a foul occurred. Jovinko retaliated and fouled back, and uh, Josie kind of broke up a uh, a little bit of a you know chest to chest battle between. <laughs> I can't remember the kid's name. Um, anyway, then uh, Sasha Kleschen and uh, Josie went chest to chest, and and Josie tried to bully Sasha, and Sasha just kind of like you know raised his arms up almost like nipple level, and Josie just hit the deck like he'd been head butted or something, and it was the biggest freaking farce out there. But during halftime, there was a a dust up in the tunnel, uh, and uh, they started the second half with ten players each. Sasha got a red card and Josie both got, you know, both got a red. And Jovinko actually got a yellow in the run of play, which puts him over the uh, the suspension line. So they're going to be traveling to Columbus because Columbus uh, uh, did work against New York FC. And so who knows? I mean, at Columbus, maybe uh, maybe Columbus can get a win and a couple of goals uh, and maybe take it back to Toronto. And, and we could be going to Toronto or we could be going to Columbus versus Toronto. So, all right. Did I leave anything uh, out? Everything. Uh, I, you know, I thought, I thought Red Bulls had it in them. I really did watching that match. Same. It was absolutely insane. I'm like, this could happen. Kids, this could really happen. Um, uh, uh, who's their strike. Um, 
Who's their, their Bradley Wright Phillips? Oh God, he had so he many had good looks. He had what could have been the goal of the match uh, to put him in, to put him, to make him advance. He he uh, uh, took the keeper to the keeper's right and and just or keeper went to the keeper's left and he just didn't get enough over. He probably could have just scooped it up over his trailing foot, but the keeper made a a save with his trailing foot and that's that. Um, but you know. Put in a good work. Uh, New York. We all wanted New York to win because then, if we advance to the finals, we have the ho- opportunity to host, and that would have been uh, that would have just been awesome. That would have been sweet. Something tells me these Sounders will be traveling back to Toronto. Why is that? I just I it's in my guts. I can't tell you. It's a feeling. Yeah, it's a I, feeling. I'm waiting to see. I mean, yeah, I love. You, do you agree or no? I don't. I. Statistically, so who, who are they going to face in in I I it's Toronto and Columbus. If Atlanta had not shit the bed, uh, and those PKs had not gone the way they had, we'd be we'd be going to Atlanta for the cup. I could see that. That's that was my that was my prediction going through. And I mean, once PKs are on the table, anything can happen. But yeah, I I really thought that that was going to happen. Uh, barring that, Columbus is not going to beat Toronto. Nope. In a playoff situation. Um, and then uh, uh, NYCFC, come the fuck on. Uh, well, they're, are they gone now? They're done. They're yeah. done. There's only four teams they couldn't left. Because they couldn't catch up five goals, right? <laughs> they almost did. I mean, honestly, <laughs> they, 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 they kind of almost did. Because they got yeah. that away goal. They only, If they won with three nothing, then they advance. And uh, they got two of those three. And it just, it got, they ran out of time. And yep. good old gamesmanship. Hey, and you know what? And and that's how you win championships. <laughs> um, so who, who? So other than Columbus and Columbus and Toronto and Toronto, Toronto's going through. I mean, statistically speaking. But I, I told you statistically earlier. Statistically speaking, anything soon, can happen, et cetera, et cetera. I, I know. Yeah, yeah. The everybody has to fall into Lake through. Michigan. But because Toronto has had so much success, I'm. I'm telling you, they're just going to fall flat. If you watch that game when they both went down to 10 guys and New York Red Bull was pushing and pushing and pushing, Toronto, they just could not get the, they couldn't get the energy up to, to finish out the match. They were holding on for dear life against a, a, an inferior team, mm-hmm. a motivated inferior team. But I, I think they might, there, there is a chance. <clears throat> and with all of the stuff behind pre court and, and the, 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 Nashville or, or whatever or Austin, it's Austin. Yep. Who knows? That might galvanize the fans, yeah. the team. You know, like in a, uh, a major league movie way, <laughs> yeah, nothing, where they yeah, nothing they have, uh, galvanizes have, a, a a fan base like hatred for ownership. Yeah, they got they got pre <laughs> they got pre court in the locker room and they just keep tearing parts of clothing off. Yeah, love that love this. Yes, those that little glittery bikini. Yeah. <laughs> that being said. Sounders away, it would be fun to go to Austin. Just a bit outside. Well, maybe. Fingers crossed that somebody, you know, White White Knight comes and takes the team, keeps it in Columbus, and then Austin's awarded a uh, 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 an expansion, expansion team. team. Yeah, maybe that Miami team. They're not even on the list no. for an expansion uh, team. That's no. that's what weirds me out. The weirdest this. part is like, oh, we, hey, when we buy the team, we promise not to move it ever, unless something. Austin opens up, then we can move. Yeah. No, like in the fine print on the yeah. back I mean, of the, the, the menu. At the end of the day, MLS is going to MLS, and they're going to change the rules and to make fit up the financial go. situation, and they'll always do that, and, and and that's fine. I mean, it's a, 
that's what it's, that's it's what leagues public, do. It's what leagues do. It's not a public organization. It's fucking sports. So, uh, you know, I pre court is kind of a DB, and uh, it's so you close know. to home because but, of exactly the footprint. Uh, the, I mean, like the blueprint of what happened to the sound. Yep. Uh, the the Sonics. Sonics yeah. Yep. You know with it. Well, it does hit close to home. We we trade off all of our assets, all of our valuable players, our all our fan favorites, and then we change the stations on where it can be found, and then we complain when nobody shows up and nobody gets ratings, and you can't find the game on the radio unless you go to five seventy. The truth, like no one on purpose has that in their <laughs> dial, and then you're shocked when nobody shows up. Well, yep. Secretly, you wanted to move the whole time, but then you're just playing along. So. Anyway, All right. uh, do you want to take a break and then uh, come at, come back with some Yeah, we'll talk to these guys, get a little bit of color, talk about uh, S2, and see what's happening. All right. All right. You're listening to the Flounders BC Podcast. That's accurate. Hey everybody, this is Steve with the Flounders B-Team Podcast. I'd like to talk to you about Bootstrapper Studios, our friend Adam, a friend of the pod, and uh, definitely a huge partner for the Flounders B-Team, owns Bootstrapper Studios. Uh, Bootstrapper Studios live streams any event. They've done events for Microsoft, Amazon, GeekWire. Uh, They've done events for the Seattle Rain, for Channel 253's uh, Adult Civics Happy Hour, and uh, just... Fantastic. They've done work for the Seattle Times and, of course, our very own Sounders and S2. You can visit them at bootstrapperstudios.com or if you've got anything you want them to do, give Adam a call directly at 206-588-6566. Bootstrapper Studios is a great place to get any of your video work done. everybody this is steve and you are back with the flounders b team i'm here with tim and still in studio we have casey catherwood and dave montgomery from the sounders community trust how you how, how's the show going for you guys so far it's been a joy to watch you work jesus <laughs> <laughs> he shakes his hands like uh, like richard nixon i'm not a truck <laughs> I'm lying through my teeth. Well, what Alexa does Dave think? What does Dave think of it? Yeah, tell me, Dave. Tell me what's going on. You guys are fantastic, and this is the be- best podcast I've ever heard in my life. And the one uh, you're currently no. on. Is oh my best. god! How's episode tw- episode twenty eight was I, definitely the best, and yeah. the last 20, episode of Flounders B Team. Fantastic! This is how the sausage is yeah, made. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I love sausage. Um, That's a drop. <laughs> All right. Well, so um, so we're really we're actually really excited. Stop touching things. Um, so we're really excited that you, <laughs> that you guys are in the studio because, uh, as I understand it, this is probably our first opportunity to have uh, members of the S two community on the professional ownership side talk to not first opportunity to talk to, but like actually have a, fun a conversation, forum. a fun forum about. Uh, uh, about what this club is going to look like in Tacoma with uh, an actual bona fide representative of the supporter community uh, from the ownership perspective. And I, I think we'd probably like to start with uh, just talking about um, what your perspective is and what your general hopes are for the for the club on both sides and maybe talk a little bit about about what this looks like going forward and and, and what does this partnership look like? 
that's beautiful. I yeah. think that I would I would kick it to to Dave. I mean, yeah. just kind yeah. of because you've obviously been a fan and you've you've bought in on the ground level of the Sounders second team, and you've been at games at Starfire and sort of maybe just your thoughts well, on on what it all what it what yeah well the, from a historical perspective right not everybody that listens is probably like fully up on kind mm-hmm. of the history of s2 the promise of f of s2 and how that may have faltered in the first couple of years and i, I don't know if you want to revisit that or sure. just kind of give a quick summary and then kind of transition into what you what you what you hope would be different with this I guess we can do kind of the quick and dirty version yeah, of it. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. I mean, it's a short podcast. I, I think just just talking about, um, you know, what S2 means for the Sounders organization. This is a place to develop um, young players. Uh, I think somebody like Cordell Cato is a great example of how he was signed to the Sounders. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played some reserve games, but he's not getting a ton of reserve games because mm-hmm. it's not a really organized league and a lot of teams in MLS said, Hey, let's, let's get into a league. And so they were able to partner up or create a team like S2 in the United soccer league in USL. <clears throat> At first that was just a division three team, uh, division three, and now it's division two. Uh, we'll talk a little more about that because that's part <laughs> of the reason why we're in Tacoma right now. Um, well, but, but, Cordell Cato was essentially let go because there was no place for him. There was no place to develop a person like like him. So he was let go, and now he's a starter for San Jose. Um, so now we have this pipeline. Um, when the Sounders 2 was, was first formed, we had a lot of great guys. It was marketed really well. Um, there were a lot of essentially using a minor league uh, thing that baseball people will understand. There was a lot of quad A guys on that team. Sure. Where... They probably weren't going to make it, but man, they crush it at the USL level. Mm-hmm. And so that was really hard to see those guys that we loved very much to to go away after one year. And and I I think some people didn't quite understand like, hey, this is this is a minor league team. We're trying to develop people for the first team. If we feel like their development has stopped, we're going to move on. Um, so that was really hard for some people. The other flip side of the coin, mm-hmm. moving from season one to season two, was it really felt like the Sounders organization had stopped marketing us too. Um, they had a great Twitter game and Instagram game the first year. I know it's hey, it's millennials, man. Got to got to reach them. Mm-hmm. Super um, important. Super, super important. important. Yeah, super yeah important. you got to have that stuff and you know other things like that. And it seemed all absent in year two. And on top of that, you brought in a new group of people that a lot of fans were not invested in. And all of a sudden we see attendance go from, I want to say 2,200 maybe down to about 1,300. And then this year was down to, and I know they said like a thousand, but man, no, it was, it was not those were tickets sold, you know? And so that, that was really hard to see that as somebody who, who really, enjoyed s2 um the entire way um is there a problem okay okay so um i've i've enjoyed s2 from from day one all the way to now the the sounders have a great organization and always seems like they bring in just quality individuals into the organization so there's a lot of great young men that are that are trying to make it up to the first team and, and it's really fun to to follow these guys and uh 
coming down at Tacoma just opens up a whole lot of new opportunities, I think. Does the team promote from, you know, U13, U14, U15 to the, the first team? I mean, there's a one 16-year-old gentleman. Yeah, Israel Gonzalez. Yeah. Gonzalez. Um, yes, that, that was something that we started to see this year. Um, Sam Rogers is a great example. Um, at first, uh, gosh, he like literally on the same day picked up his yearbook from Ballard High School, signed an S2 contract, and then signed a four day contract to the Sounders so he could play in the Open Cup game later that night. You know, that's, that's it's just it's so cool. It's a to, cool story. Yeah, and then he and, had to shave for the first time. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's so cool to to be able to see that there legitimately is a pipeline now. There were five guys that were signed directly to uh, Sounders two this year that were in the academy system. Uh, not to mention the fact that they're always bringing up academy guys. They're bringing down people from the first team that had also been through our academy system, like Shea Atakoye. Uh, it's, it's awesome to see that we are trying to take care of our own academy guys. Now we're trying to give them that path that, okay, maybe if, if college isn't for you, or you really think you're ready for the professional level, here's an outlet for you. And so we have that. We now have a, 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 a way that we can catch these Cordell Cato type of players and to develop them. And a, a great example of that is new who this year. Oh my goodness. Um, you know, I, I just remembered thinking in those first couple games last year, you know, here's this kid from Africa. Can't speak any words of English, but my God, is he the fastest guy on the field? Every game fastest player out there. And you just see him get better and better and better. And, you know, I told all my friends like, you need to pay attention to this guy. I know you don't pay that close attention to S2, but my God, mm-hmm. knew who's going to be something special. Right. And and here we are. He's starting games in the playoffs because we have S2 and because we're able to develop him. And that's really special. It, he reminds me of the first time I saw DeAndre Yedlin yeah. play in yeah. Tumwater at a U19 match. Yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just watching how fast he was. You just knew you were looking at something special. Yeah. And and you know DeAndre's doing pretty well for himself, but the the speed at which knew who is developing and he's getting uh opportunities with his back line uh that he's working with and some good coaching and mentoring and I you know with the speed at which he's developing if that arc continues at anything even like what he's doing now he's going to be a phenomenal phenomenal defensive player it's it's also nice that when your translator is your coach Jimmy yep. Treyor, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that doesn't that's hurt. pretty fantastic that's a, a pretty good crazy uh, legs pretty good lineage <laughs> well, they're working there and i know that they're working very hard to teach him english and kind of it, it, they do and that's that's something that they've been doing a lot with these these guys that they're bringing in from uh, i think we have another three this year from cameroon um another young man from Haiti. Uh, they're all French speakers so they can speak with each other, but mm-hmm. they're actively teaching them English. It's like, Hey, if, if, if you're going to come to our organization, we're going to develop you as a person as well. And that is really neat to see. Wasn't Jordy Dome speaking French? Was there yeah, a moment he's, where he's he had from, to help? He's from Martinique. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's emergency situation. Yeah. Actually when uh new who wears that, that jacket, if you noticed underneath his uniform, mm-hmm. uh, he, separated or dislocated a shoulder in an S2 game. And uh, Jordy actually came out of the stands, I think it was, oh, to, yeah. to get into the ambulance yeah, yeah. with him, which uh, 
which Ezra Hendrickson was laughing about a little bit. And he's <laughs> like, I, I, Jordy's English isn't that great. So I, <laughs> I don't know how much help. Uh, Jordy's English is actually pretty good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, knew, knew who's come a, a decent ways in, in his English. And that's been kind of neat to hear. Um, but that is something I really, really like about the Sounders organization as a whole is, is they tend to bring in great people and they're willing to invest in the person, not just the player. Perfect. Yeah. That was Go ahead. Well, just something that I, that's really been impressed upon me in our sort of my short time in being a part of Sounders meetings and, and getting a taste of what their organization is about. One of the very first things that was impressed upon us, uh, as the Tacoma Rainiers and the team in Tacoma is this pyramid. And you see the, the development sort of the, the, the path that they want to put and the investment they want to put into their roster and what a strong part this S, the second team is. And like you were talking about the development and players, then you go down, down the line, U23, and then you've got the academy kids and all that and how it really is. The hopes are that this is a, as a pipeline, very similar to the way. And I, I know it's like a, Easy, easy, easy comparison. Yeah. Like it would be single A to double A to triple A in in a hopes to put put a team to the majors. And that's exactly in, it. in and baseball. And that's you know to to all my non soccer friends when mm-hmm. I say I'm going off to an S two game, they don't fully understand what that two means. And I just like, oh, it's it's like their triple A team. And then instantly, oh, oh. okay, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and that's how we've explained it to all of our baseball. Yeah, Our baseball people too. So Grover's playing with his, one of his favorite toys. Grover, is, you're is, you're interrupting yellow. the podcast. No, he's usually fine. it's his yellow blanket. Yeah, usually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has fun with that. Um, right, so but that was squeaky toy. 2017 Sounders. Now, what's going to happen in 2018? We here? have a team. The the Sounders two are going to be playing at Cheney Stadium here in Tacoma yeah, in 2018. Uh, in 2018, starting in March. <laughs> um, the schedule has not been released yet, but we know that we're going to be playing mm-hmm. 17 home games. Or matches at Cheney Stadium. I mean, and then hope hopefully the club would make the playoffs so that we've got some more. And it's very very exciting. And I I I I hope that. And I it seems like you you sort of feel the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, be- before before all the formal announcements and whatnot, um, the Rainiers organization did invite the Sounders Community Trust and uh, a couple people from the 253 Defiance, the Emerald City supporter subgroup here in Tacoma, mm-hmm. invited us to come and tour the stadium and kind of show us what their vision was. And it was it was super awesome uh, to talk with, with those folks from the Rainiers. We eventually kind of split into two two groups for a little while there. So um, one of us, one of our groups that I was in, we were kind of talking about, you know, who sits where, what those price points are Mm going to be like in the stadium and, and kind of explaining what we would like to see as, as people who come out to all the games. Um, The other group was talking about, you know, other more ECS related stuff um, about painting TIFOs and uh, where a pregame beer garden could be, especially considering there's not a lot of a lot of places to nowhere within walking. Yeah, nowhere within. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, so I guess if you want to pre-frunk at Fred Meyer, go for it. But, uh, you know, that was so that was super cool to have input right right then and there at the beginning at the beginning yeah. of this and 
and you know, like I mentioned earlier, the Sounders Community Trust is a twenty percent ownership group. We we own twenty percent of Sounders too, and, and that was intentional with with this team. That sure you have the Alliance Council and and they do good work uh, with the Sounders first team, but all said and done, the Sounders don't necessarily have to listen to them, which they do. You know, because it's a great organization, yeah. they take care of their fans, but yep. yep. Um, we own 20% of the team. They have to listen to us. And so that's, that's really cool that we get to have that input. We get to have that democracy in sports that's been touted since the Sounders have come into MLS in 2009. We, we directly have that. And, uh, so it's really neat to be able to have, uh, that direct input in all of this. So, uh, one of the, we'd be remiss if we don't ask. Okay. you guys this but there's a, a group of fans from seattle that bought in and yeah. uh want to talk about the 95 dollars season ticket price point that yeah. that that was kind of promised to them at uh the beginning of this this little adventure and that was one of the selling points for being a founding member right yeah w- what does that look like under the new model under new ownership under the new ownership group uh we are tacoma uh it, how are how is that uh, how is that promise or some version of that promise being honored in uh, in the in the new regime? I think there's still quite a few things that are being sorted out and figuring out. Kind of as we as we have sort of rallied the troops around mm-hmm. this this new endeavor and knowing that it's not going to be a, a situation that's happening in 2020, but you know we're doing this in a few months. Yeah. And that is something that's, I think, really, really important to the organization is that even just w- what you were talking about, bringing, bringing these supporters in right from the beginning, making sure that everybody's happy. And that is something that will have to be addressed. And I don't know if there is an exact answer to that question yet, but I, I know that there will be all efforts made to make sure that no one is, feels left out from, from the situation. And, 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 and we want, Everyone that has been a Sounders 2 fan in Tequila or from Seattle or from wherever to to feel welcome and a part of this 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 new venture in Tacoma. So I don't have the exact answer for that. <laughs> is what, what I'm really trying to say. Uh, that, that being said, I, I know that I know that something will be reached that will make everyone happy. I know that in my heart, and I know and I can just safely say that. Sure. So this uh, is this yeah. is reaction. What you alluded to it before, what exactly happened and why Tacoma? Why Tacoma so fast? What what I brings can, us I to Tacoma? That. Yeah, um, I've I personally been following up on the NASL and USL mm-hmm. kerfuffle, yeah. uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, so going into the, the U.S. soccer yeah. antitrust lawsuit. Oh goodness! Yeah. Yes. Okay. So coming into this year, 2017. Both leagues, USL and NASL, were given provisionary Division II status. Both leagues had several waivers in place. One of the big waivers that was in place, especially for USL, was uh, seating capacity. So at Starfire, it's 4,000 or maybe 4,500, however they choose to do the fuzzy math there. Um so that that does not meet Division Two regulations. That's five thousand seats is is the minimum there. Um, going into August, I think it was 
these two leagues had to basically reapply for Division Two, and NASL was able to come in and say, "Hey, we're we're bringing in some new organizations, but we still have this waiver, this waiver, and you know, et cetera, that we're still needing to use to stay Division Two. USL walks in and says, "We have zero waivers," um, and a lot of that had to do with the USL telling the MLS two teams, "You will figure this out." for next year essentially. And so I, I'm, I wasn't privy to any of those conversations, but I definitely saw this coming that we were going to move to Cheney or Tacoma in general way before planned. Um, so Cheney has more than 5,000 seats. Perfect. Um, other teams have, um, already moved into their first clubs, uh, uh, stadiums like, uh, Real Monarchs, for example, Timbers 2 plays in Providence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whitecaps 2 actually just completely disbanded. Um, so Fresno is going to be a new team coming into the league, and they have an affiliation with them now. So, so they're just going to send their players down there to yeah, train. Yeah, so they're they're going to be down there on on loan deals and or however that works out. So um, that was the big thing that, that USL was able to come in and say, we're reapplying for Division 2. We have zero waivers. End of story. Um, so that's basically why this move was sped up so quick. I mean, we we knew that this was going to happen. Our fingers were crossed for 2019, 2020 seem more reasonable to build a stadium here in Tacoma. But now all of a sudden, here we are. And uh, that's pretty neat. I, I think that uh, this is going to open up uh, a whole lot of opportunities for new fans to come in and get excited about the game of soccer uh, to come and hopefully get excited about S2 and then later on go to some first team games, just things like that. Just grow the sport in the region. So um, I, you know, as, as troubling as it is for some people that have bought in right away to S2 and especially from people that live North of Seattle to try to make that venture down to Tukwila when traffic is really crappy it sucks, you know, yeah. um, but I think overall it's going to be a, just a huge net gain. You know, we have the city of Tacoma that supports minor league sports very well in the Tacoma Rainiers. And, you know, I as somebody that lives a little further south. All of us <laughs> down there in the greater Olympia area, we love soccer, too. And, yeah. and we're going to come up and support the team as well. Well, I can tell you, I used to work in Tumwater. Well, two things. One, that was a way better answer than I got from Garth Lagerway. Uh, thing two as a person who uh used to do the reverse commute from uh from here to 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 tumwater Mm -hmm. and then coming back uh through uh fort lewis on the way home that's no picnic either in rush hour traffic so um i i can't imagine trying to get through start get to starfire um well it's not that bad on a northbound once you get north, it's, it's still JBLM. worse than it's you think. Um, this this year, coming from south of Olympia, um, there were times where I ran into traffic, and and some of it, admittedly, this year was because there was a lot of construction. But yeah, there there was one game I remember. I walked in, and some of my friends looked at me weird because it was like the forty second minute, and I'm just walking in. I'm just like traffic sucked. I didn't expect it to be this bad. Mm. There was actually, now that I think about it, there was one other game where I, I looked at Google um, coming out of Lacey, and it was it was just so bad that I was like, you know, I could either turn around right now and I can make the start of the match from my couch, uh-huh. or I can be there for halftime. 
I turned around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was really tough too. Well, and just to tack on to what you were saying about the, 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 the necessary move to, to kind of figure out a situation with the stadium. This is a, this was a great opportunity for us to sort of do a rush order on this whole mm-hmm. thing, right? I mean, yeah. it, this is far better than going dark for a few seasons and trying oh, yeah. to convince the city of Tacoma that we need to build a stadium for oh, a yeah. team that is in a dark season. So we really look at this, the Rainiers and the Sounders both look at this as a huge opportunity to get our feet all the way wet, get get going and show what kind of fan base and what kind of support this city can have right out the gates yeah. to hopefully do a full rebrand for a team with the, which is I mean that's not even a hopefully but the the big hopeful is that we figure out how are we going to make a very special accommodation for this team whether it's uh I mean yeah I mean a, like a big big investment from the city and the teams to to build a, a soccer specific stadium in the footprint of Cheney Stadium which would be a huge thing not just for soccer fans but for the region because it, it, it's it will be a terrific community asset absolutely i it, the, the 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 thing that's most appealing to me uh as somebody that's involved with the education community is that is the is the youth soccer organization that can be uh that can be can be developed right here in tacoma within the city limits with municipal uh, fields with uh, the partnership with Metro Parks and having that footprint uh, in that area between Fred Meyer and and this and Absolutely. the parking lot of the stadium, uh, being able to 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 actually have a a, a pretty significant training complex there. Um, what does ownership of that complex look like, and what 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 does that do for um for opportunity for kids that totally. aren't necessarily from North Tacoma, aren't necessarily from South King County, um, here. Well, we uh, know people that have the incomes that people have here, right? Well, we know that the the rate, like the work that the Rave Foundation does, and just and like a total uh, a, a, I think a thing I really admire about the Sounders organization is that sort of opening the exposure to the game, right? And and really and providing access to to soccer as a sport. Uh-huh. And creating that awareness and and spreading this like this beautiful game. It really is just a, a like a, a beautiful a beautiful game. And I think I don't know. There's not much to say about what the ownership of that facility would look like. But what I do know is that it would be it would be an asset, and it would be a a, a it would be a a training facility for for kids and for local teams and a a space for. So for the community to play soccer, when I think about uh, public private partnerships in general, I think about um, about socializing costs and privatizing gains. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and from my political perspective, that gives me the screaming heebie jeebies uh, because then we end up in a in a place where uh, where the public is subsidizing a for profit industry. Um, so publicly funded stadiums drive me crazy public publicly funded uh you know 
partnerships like this make give me pause and i want to know more as uh, as somebody that pays into metro parks totally. uh, tax base i want to know as a constituent i want to know as somebody that um that that is a spouse to somebody that teaches kids Absolutely. in this community right i want to know more about that i want to know more with, about what that looks like and what that model is for uh both the stadium footprint and of course ownership of the team and i want to know how uh, how the Sounders Community Trust is going to be involved in that youth development at all. Uh, if you folks have actually looked into that or, 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 or to what extent are you guys forward looking as far as that um, type of involvement goes? Yeah, we're not quite there. Yet. Okay. No, uh, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I, would, I would say that there's we're in we're in phase one of this. Yeah, whole of thing. course, of yeah. course. It's just lots Absolutely. of questions. There's a, there are there a, lot, are a of lot of questions, right? There are an awful lot of questions, and there's a lot to think about. Um, but I don't know if Casey, you can you can speak to the to the kind of political aspect of of this partnership. Yes, I know that there are very very healthy dialogue dialogues happening between the our ownership. Owner, our ownership and Sounders ownership and the city. And those are very preliminary, and there's really not much else to okay. say about. Uh, that's, I mean, that's totally I, fair. I'm not trying to harangue uh, you, uh, right? No, I know you're not trying to harangue me. And I think that you, but I think you saw at the press conference that yep, yep, we yep. were all at. Yep. That we had city, were, there yeah, were city officials practice. and representatives ah. there that spoke very, very favorably. Of course, for making this happen. Yep. And I think you will see that things could happen very quickly. They could happen very quickly, especially with the, the the current support of a mayor who's already in office and sort of on. She's obviously not going to be around for uh, in office. No, much no, longer. and she. I mean, she helped uh, Marilyn Strickland absolutely helped forge this deal. Uh, helped yeah. forge this partnership uh, in in partnership with Metro Parks and uh, it and all all sorts of community interests. And I'm certainly not. Uh, trying to cast doubt upon or cast aspersions on any of those motives. I just, these things give, give me pause and I want to know more about the structures. And so I'll definitely I, look forward to seeing how that develops uh, in the next two years. I think it will happen very, maybe even faster well, than the, that. And yeah. I, I think that there will be obviously quite a, quite a few details to parse. Well, I, <laughs> I appreciate your optimism. I, I love I I love what a the, what a, a tremendous citizen you are though and, the, and, the, and I mean obviously it's just really exciting right but then there are there's always you know, there's, especially there's, from someone f coming from your perspective there will be I'm sure there will be some things that you will have it's exciting question, and then the questions about in, what right? no exactly yeah. it's yeah. there's a there's a pragmatism to it yeah, how absolutely. do you actually get the shit done yeah. and how do you make this uh, not just about, uh, about a sports organization, but making, uh, making a community around the sport. And yeah. I, so, uh, the Rainier's organization has absolutely been phenomenal. So I have no reason to doubt their good intentions around the community, uh, and anything that they've done, I mean, has been top notch phenomenal. Uh, every major event you guys put on, you're bringing people in, you're trying to find ways to give back to the community in every possible way, charity games, uh, charity sponsorships, charity sections, uh, just all of the work that you, you do really, that's why we trust you. 
as this organization to make this happen. And uh, and I say we, uh, you know, Tacoma, trust the Rangers. No, just this table. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the question should always be for and it, and it and it it has been for our team is why why do the Tacoma Rainiers matter to Tacoma? And it's mm-hmm. not just because it's a family resource right. for for you to take your kids and and have them be happy for an afternoon right. and then just you know get back to real life and that sort of the, that is a part of our mission statement is why do we why do we matter in Tacoma and that will 1000% be a, a staple of the Sounders 2 team in Tacoma as well is how do we matter to Tacoma in a real way that is tangible that makes that makes a difference in our community that we're more than a sports team and we're we're a foundation of the culture here mm-hmm. and it's something that I'm really proud to be a part of and I thank you for recognizing that for the Rainiers and sure. I you have the same people working on this this project mm-hmm. that have made the Rainiers great yeah. the exact same people except we have the benefit of our wonderful big brothers in Seattle absolutely absolutely and or sound- big, bro- big brother brother whatever you know <laughs> <laughs> they definitely know more about soccer than we do so um, so on that note, uh, on the positive side, on the fun side, what are the Rainiers going to bring to this S2 team uh, and to, to soccer in the format of outdoor soccer, 90 minutes with uh, 45 minute halves and a 15 minute break? What flavor can can Rainiers put on it that is a little bit different? Well, I think you see a Cheney Stadium that has changed a lot in five years. And it's really become a place that is a, like a sports resort where you've got great sight lines and new areas mm-hmm. and there's something for everyone. And you could go to Cheney Stadium 10 times in a summer and experience it completely different every Absolutely. time. And the kids get something, the the parents get something, or the single 20-something gets something. It's I mean, we've really created sort of this, yep. this, this beautiful experience. And I think that putting soccer into that with the the sort of first class conversion plan that 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 our incredible ops team partnered with the Sounders have worked to make it's going to just be very cool to watch outdoor soccer at Cheney Stadium that being said i think that we do things a little we do we keep it wild in Tacoma you yep. know and uh and i think that one really cool thing about it will be to see the Tacoma sort of sports Supporter fans that group. come out of the, yeah. the, the supporters yeah. that come out of the woodwork that maybe haven't been super present at CenturyLink. They will come out of the woodwork for this. And I think that that will be a really cool thing to build off of. But on top of that, we just want to keep it super fun and kind of wild at Cheney stadium. Like I really have, I have no doubts about saying that. Like, I think it will just be, it will be lo- a little loosey goosey. Dave Montgomery, what are you hoping to see out of this? Kind of the same thing. Uh, you know, one of the things that I, I talked to uh, one of the people with, with Rainiers was, you know, it is it is different as, as somebody that, that also loves baseball and, and has been to a lot of Rainiers games in the past. Like, you know, it was just kind of the reminder of like, you know, you can't do stuff while they're playing, right? Because, you know, it's, <laughs> it's 45 minutes. Like... You, you you can't have the uh, the dancing polar bear like yeah. while while stuff is going. I mean, I maybe you could, but like, so it's it's going to be a different experience. And and I'm I 
on one hand, I'm really excited to see what the Rainiers organization is going to bring. Um, but some other things that kind of got brought up in our conversations was like, okay, so that's a thing that the, the ECS does. You know, that's the thing that the supporters do. So there's a couple things. It's like, hey, just just support us, the supporters, the fans. And then once you give us that outlet there, mm-hmm. just get out of the way yep. and, and we can take it. Organically. Yep. So organically. And, and that was that was the one thing that we really tried to stress is like, let's make sure that we do some of these things very organically as well. And you know, the, the people that were there for the Rainiers were like super receptive, you know, they're like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and like, they were so receptive that this is one thing that, that we thought was kind of funny later on. We were talking about it, but, uh, um, we were talking about painting TIFO. Um, and so we we're talking about, Hey, maybe in the concourse, you know, we can paint as so long as there's not, not a Rainier's game coming up. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about, oh, yeah, we, you know, paint right here on the concrete. And then they were like, paint on the concrete. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll figure out how we can do that. Like she actually thought we were, we were going to paint the on concrete. the concrete <laughs> itself, but she was open to she it. She was willing. She was willing and she was open. And it was just like, washable dude, paint. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, oh my God, they're willing to do anything well, and but, this is awesome no it's very true though i mean i do genuinely believe Sorry, and that's a great that's a <laughs> that's i mean yeah, that's <laughs> that that speaks on the point we we want to make sure that this supporters group whether they came from tequila whether they're new and every everyone in between is going to feel like this is their venue to watch their team and their Tacoma, now it's their Tacoma team. And that's something that you can't mess up right out the gates. It's gotta be, it's gotta be solid right out the gates. And yeah. it's gotta be, like you said, organic is the key word here. And so who knows what it's gonna be, but it's definitely going to be a success based on the fact that these wonderful supporters have been given what they needed to make it great. And that's like when you talk about the supporter section, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was, yeah. that was a thing where was it going to be this section, this section, these four sections, these three sections. And now we've really with the collaboration of the supporters made a, what I think is a very strategically placed section that's mm-hmm. going to cause chaos is going to be a great sight line. And at the end of the day, if we get to that first match and it doesn't work, guess what? We'll change it. It'll get changed. Yep. I think it'll work. We're right so, behind the goal. Yeah. yeah. Speaking that's of, so, but you know, so what, what I, that's what I'm trying to say yeah. is it, 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 it there's some not. flexibility yeah. here and we're going to figure yeah. a lot of things out together and mm-hmm. it's going to be like jumping on a ship with some, a bunch of people you don't know, but you got a great boat. Yeah. So picture, you know, with your mind like here, that. let's, let's like draw for the fans at home. What does the game day look like? Where is the field? Are we looking at, the goal line is the first baseline, and yes. the third baseline is where the majority of the fans are going to sit playing out to left field. Correct. Yeah. So one of the goals is going to be essentially first base. Yeah. Uh, home plate, as you as you stare down from Google satellite, is <laughs> home plate is basically the left corner corner, yeah. corner flag. Oh, and corner, yeah. The first baseline is the left field and left. Uh, uh, yeah, gotcha. Okay. Have you ever watched a game from our yard? The out in left field, that, that deck they made out in straight left field. 
Are you asking me? I'm asking as, you. As, yes, as asking you. Yes, fan? yes. No, I I haven't been to a Rainers match or a Rainier game in since 2012. That that to me is going to be the coolest place to watch S2 matches, just because it, you're going to be behind. I mean, you're going to be looking towards the supporters, so the supporter section will be at the what I want to say is the I don't want to say south or north because I've all screwed up. Uh, first, first base, first, first base, base side. Yeah. First base, I got you. First base side goal will be the supporters will be behind that, and then out in left field will be the other goal. Yeah, and out there is what we call the R yard, and it's a great place to watch baseball. But I think it's going to be even better place to watch there these are matches. Seats, there's behind. yes, yes, behind the other goal, but it's raised up. Okay, and it's yeah. it's so and we know that compare that to like Fenway, that's the top of the Green Monster kind of a thing, except not as high not as, as the Green Monster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes, but yes, but, so. I mean, if and we can maybe attach a picture of the field renderings to yeah, to the to this to the show notes. No, to this show notes. Basically, yeah. it, the the but this is readily goes, available on s 2 tacomacom Like you can see yeah. these field renderings, and I nice I would plug. say the first the first match <laughs> the first match. If you're not in supporter section, go watch it in our yard because that's going to be yeah. So it's going to be so awesome. Uh, does, so so awesome. Does Nick Lachey still own the team? Nick Lachey has not owned the team for a long time, but. He you was know, so handsome. He, That's too bad. The, did, no, I'm just did, kidding. He never, <laughs> did Jessica get it? He never divorce? sang the national anthem. <laughs> just he never Jessica, sang the no. national anthem. That was the part of the deal. That was. So, uh, to we know we have terrific ownership, like Perfect. it is, but it's not Nick Lachey. All right. That was the last I heard. What are you doing? Oh. Uh, fixing uh, the shorts. In, in an effort to bring. You know, to, to the Seattle fans and the, the Snohomish County fans are probably going to be pretty. They're going to be. F- feeling left out uh is there a way to for a while maybe run i mean hey doyle's from tacoma runs buses up to seattle is there anything that could happen from snohomish county down you know maybe just uh grow a partnership with a couple of uh you know coach or charter companies and you know 20 bucks a seat gets you a round trip i would think that that would be that would be is have to be an option on the table i mean those that type of plan hasn't been made yet but if there were if Listen, show show that there is a desire a for that. Yeah, or there there's a need for that. I yes. I don't think I think that this that these two organizations, Sounders Rainiers, have already shown that we are willing to do whatever it takes to make to make people happy. You heard your people first happy. What about <laughs> so show the desi- show the need for the bus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Show the need for the bus. That was, so how can- down the road, light rail and Sounder, you know, Sounder train should be the ideal option. So if, if there is a community need, so outside of public transit, which we're, we're working on, stop touching things. Um, outside, <laughs> outside of public transit, which we're working on through ST3 and extending things down, you know, we'll probably have a good connection to Seattle in 2035, uh, to the north end of Tacoma. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, uh, how does the supporter community, how do these groups of people get together to tell the Rainiers and to tell the Sounders exactly what is needed. That is a, that's a terrific question. I would, I would offer myself first and foremost as a person that would, I would love to be a sounding board and a middleman for any, any sort of issue that this team is having at that, at the front end of things. But it sounds like Sounders community trust is a great place to start with that. Just about to say that that's exactly what we're here for. Call you know? Dave at home at 253. 
Hey, I'm again. I'm south of Olympia. I'm a, I'm a three six zero guy. Three six zero, baby. Three six zero. I'm, so I'm hiding. I'm so hiding it for you. Oh, okay. I was gonna give the phone number. Well, for that's when you say three six zero five 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 five, and then any four numbers you want. Yeah. What about my ex girlfriend's phone number? I Sounders Community okay. Trust would be a great place to start. And um, yeah. so how how do we get a hold of Sounders Community Trust? And how do we get a hold of Casey Catherwood? I uh, we have a website and a <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do have a website, uh, Facebook and a Twitter. So, okay. Um, you can search us out and you know, all those places. What's your Twitter, um, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, what did I say it? that without slurring? What's your Twitter handle? I will look up our, hey, our Twitter handle while he uh, looks as, that we, up. as we speak. Casey uh, Catherwood. C. Catherwood at wearetacoma.com. And it's an R. The letter R. The letter R. But also at Casey Catherwood is my Twitter. C A S E Y M O U S E. Just kidding. C A S E Y C A T H E R W O O D. I would love to talk. And I, re- and I genuinely mean it when I say. It actually picks up I, the phone. I, want, I will hear anything on this project and i want to hear it's not like oh my my door is always open it's literally (laughs) i'm we're still as we're figuring things out input from fans and and supporters and people that love love soccer and love the sounders is going to help us form what we end up doing for this thing over the next four months Uh legitimately we 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 are like putty at this point and we have the things that we want to do and we know what we want to do, but really it's all based around the fact that we want to make this really fun and we want to harbor something great. But it's like you said, it's, it's going to come organically yeah. from fans, Yeah. but it's got, we got to hear, we got to yeah. hear what the things are that ideas, are important. Ideas, yes. ideas. Did you find your Twitter handle? Yeah. All right. So, uh, our website is sounders community org. Um, so cool. there'll be, uh, emails, uh, email links. There Our Twitter handle is SC underscore trust. Um, and then if you feel like getting in touch with me directly, as Casey uh, said, my Twitter, handle, <laughs> my Twitter handle is Dave W. Montgomery, Dave W. Montgomery. Yeah. Uh, Tim, I, what do you got there, buddy? So you're what, uh, I'm not sure if we talked about this on, on or off the air. Uh, what's the situation regarding pyro? Can we have smoke? Can we Ooh. have can propane it's one of the cans attached to a? <laughs> it's been a point of contention for years with supporter group in Seattle, etc. Yeah. And that's and their stadium policy, right? Well, and, yeah. and that has been their stadium's policies that that, that that's not something that can happen. Um, that being said, we have a very good relationship with Tacoma Fire and our fire marshal, and we are confident that. Smoke and pyro will be a thing that we can make happen at S2 matches. Breaking We're very, news. very confident. In the supporter section? In the supporter section. Pop smoke. Oh, my. No nicotine. Oh. Yeah. Smoke. Do, not, do not. Hey, you can do not smoke your vape. You want, do not man. smoke your vape pens. There's no vaping at Cheney Stadium. Unless it's blue or green. You heard it here. You heard it here first. No vaping at Cheney Stadium. But, yes, we will find a way to. We will find a way to make fan pyro happen I, and i think that because it's huge right i yeah, mean that's a really it, it i don't is. know what it is about it's a part it of but the culture i i it's beloved globally i will speak on a personal and it looks cool it in photos smoke. Yeah, that's it, i'm that's not it. a i'm not a huge fan of the smoke myself um the very first s2 game we were able to pop smoke and then the fire marshal put a kibosh on that and part of it kibosh. was that it just 
it just stuck in in the stands the way like it just went up and then it just got stuck in the stadium and of course we're just yeah and so while i wasn't with the ecs i'm sitting in one section over and i'm just breathing in all this blue and green smoke and i'm like like, that looks really cool guys but I think I'm going to die here. And you know, the open what? air of Cheney I, Stadium. Yeah, Cheney maybe. Stadium is nice and open. Like, pop all the smoke you want, guys. This It's going to be awesome. Yeah. We will figure it out. Yeah. We will find a way to make it happen. My next question is uh, mm. how long is S2 going to be called S2? And what needs to happen? In order to change that, right. So, what is your uh, what is what is the wait? What's the problem with S two? What, what, what's so bad about S two? It's got a great individual <sighs> identity. Well, you want to talk about ownership and the reason? I mean, we talk about the reason the Sounders really just hit, are called the Sounders is because that was a write in at the end of the the democracy yeah. in sports. We were given like three, you know, uh, uh, Alliance, United, Real, something, something, and then. Uh, fill in the blank right in garbage ideas except for Sounders it it is what it is I'm just saying we all uh, the majority ruled and the majority actually wrote in Sounders and that's why the team's called Sounders and one thing that I've heard overwhelmingly from the Sounders is that 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 was the best thing that ever happened to absolutely to their sort of launch Um, that being said we cannot wait to make this a Tacoma team Hmm. and we want Tacoma to be a part of that name uh-huh. uh, and as someone who's in sports marketing and creative and branding I mean I've been very very much an instrumental part of building the Rainiers brand over the past three years I can't wait hopefully it's very soon I would I, you know they're talking about before the season there before we you know 2020 maybe build the next stadium there is there is hopes for an escal- uh, you know sort of an accelerated timeline on that We'll see, but it will be again something that will be brought up to fans, and fans and the supporters will have input in what that becomes. Because we want this to be a hit. We want it to be a, and I know that you guys love your, you know, there's there's things there's there's things out there. (laughs) There's I would like to hear you give your thirty second pitch on the Kraken, Tacoma Kraken. Is it Tacoma Kraken FC? Sure. So give us the pitch. Thirty oh, seconds. Just, just the just the nod to the the Narrows Bridge and the the largest uh, uh, octopi. Uh, <laughs> what's is there another? I, I'm thinking it's of Marsupial. underwater it's not a marsupial. sea creature. He's creepy. He's creepy for sure. The largest cephalopod. Thank oh there you go. Cephalopod. Cephalopod. There we go. So that's with pineapple juice. In an interior. <laughs> of, I think I'll just have. A, I think I'll have a dash more kraken. No, right. In an yeah. interior saltwater way. The idea yeah. is. <laughs> Something from the you know I'm pulling for Kraken just because it would look awesome uh, as a giant you know it's 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 better than a moose or you a know, reindeer. A, a, well, <laughs> I can't cash. Right, yeah, there's nothing wrong with no. With I, yeah, but at the Randolph same time, the it's, <laughs> it's it's <laughs> supposed Randolph to, rhubarb the reindeer <laughs> is the mascot for the reindeers. <laughs> So I, I'm I'm pulling for Kraken Lord, I apologize. because it's a tasty rum and it's also Randolph, just the release Tacoma the Kraken. Reindeer. <laughs> okay, okay, back but, on tra- back on so, track, back so, on track. But there, are, but there, but you know what? Kraken is cool, but there are a lot of great. There are a lot of really cool things that we could make this, and uh, you know there yeah, there we already have thoughts on kind of where we'd like to pivot. Within the color scheme of there, the sounders, etc. Well, yeah. Do we have to stick with the the green and the blue, or can we go you know, deviate? I think that there's just there's 
ways to get creative with it. And I, re- and I think that you'll see that. And these are conversations that are not fully happening because we are trying to just figure out a way new. to make sure that there are soccer matches happening at Cheney Stadium. It has been First a whirlwind. It has been a whirlwind month. So it has been very, very fun. It has been very, very exciting. And I wish that there were more answers for some of the things that we've yeah, already no, no, talked no, no. about. And give me your hand for a moment. I'm, I, you know, I, I, uh, I, I just, Thanks, I wish that I could just answer every single thing. <laughs> that being said, the rebrand will be coming sooner. I think sooner than we, sooner than is even realistic. Is but it, that obviously not this season. And the kits are going to be by Adidas because the the mothership is by you know. Are we all in? MLS? Primarily, that's what I've yeah. that's what I've gathered from conversations that the yeah, we will will be will be Adi- will be Adidas. Okay. Cool. Well, I I'm, and Adidas is awesome. I mean, they do good work. I mean, Adidas. I buy every freaking one of their jerseys. Do you? Do you have a lot of them? Can I borrow some? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. If you know, maybe some of the earlier years when I was closer <laughs> to your size. Was I just? I was just gifted an "I'm Sounders Till I Die" T-shirt by the Podfish yes, Man. By the Podfish Man. <laughs> Nobody's ever called me the Podfish Man before you five times today. It's been brilliant. <laughs> I hope I, it's been a, a, a positive experience. No, it has been. It's, a it's, positive experience. Hey, oh, I see what you did there. We need a cowbell or something. So as far. <laughs> As far as involvement, um, so we we are aiming. We also have aspirations for this show. We've well, I think we're on episode twenty eight. God, I hope it's not twenty nine. It is twenty eight and twenty nine. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically at this point. But um, we have aspirations for this show. We want to be the premier South Sound Sounders podcast, and we certainly want to provide comprehensive or as comprehensive as possible coverage of. Uh, of the Tacoma Stars and, of course, this nascent uh, S2 organization down here in Tacoma. Sure. Um, so we'll be, you know, asking people in your organization for, you know, things like, you know, on-field credentials and, and things like that. And I know you can't promise me anything on the air here. Stripper but polls. You know, I would love to take care I of you, my podfish, man. I want... <laughs> I want to I want to talk about some kind of non-standard things. Sure, let's. Talk, I love I talking talk about non-standard about, things. Um, What's the mascot situation? If I've, like? <laughs> if I've learned anything See, about the Rainiers, they do non-standard. They do non-standard. Well. They yeah. they get non-standard. Yeah. So I love it. I want to talk about like an occasional. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Tinder section. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Off the riff. Yeah. I mean, you <laughs> this know. This is my turn. Speed dating, <laughs> speed dating night. No. Um, or Just maybe. Well, they mission. don't really do, like, prom- like soccer's not really a big thing about, like, promotional nights. Like, what, yeah, what right. do the Sounders do? You give I us anything. Fan we'll appreciation night. Well, we got bobbleheads or kind of a thing. There were bobbleheads. There were bobbleheads. Okay, but there I wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, Halloween night. They like programs. Programs are kind of cool. There's well, no like, there'll be programs. costume contest. Yeah, there'll be programs. Well, there, there are programs. Yeah, there'll be programs. Um, and, uh, you know, but... I like the... You know what I really love is, and something I really respect, and I'm not trying to derail you, but the... You're fine. The, the, what is it called? Posters by the people? I love the yeah. posters by the people. We're going we're gonna to make sure that we have posters by the people yeah, for every cool. S2 match. That's cool. I, I really sure. liked uh, Stephen Fry's um, poster. Do you like that idea, people? Dave Montgomery? It's, it's an awesome idea. Yeah. Yeah. Any, again, anytime you can bring in the fans and do things organically with the two organizations, Sounders and Rainiers, we're game. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to do a pirate broadcast. Okay. Tell me more. So, uh, you know, back in the day, these people would like do little pirate radio stations or do their own little, uh, like coverage, live coverage of a game. 
that wasn't like the NFL does not authorize any broadcast of blah, 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 uh, a supported, maybe not 100% authorized, but a supported broadcast of the of the of the of the Sounders two match with maybe not quite safe for work commentary oh, okay. from the crew <laughs> PG thirteen PG little PG thirteen action would you I would you know what I feel like this segment tonight uh huh bordered on our rating we're we're getting there uh, it we bordered on our rating <laughs> we didn't talk based about on some of the topics that you guys you, covered when you went upstairs. <laughs> Some of the language that you guys used, well, yes. We don't bleep much. We, we, we maintain the explicit tag. We I, I think that's a terrific it, I think that's a terrific idea. It's a thought. Um, I love the idea of the pirate radio. Yeah. And and finding a way to you can and and you could put your stamp on something like that, right? I mean you want butts and seats there, mm-hmm. but you also want to engage people that can't make it to the stadium. You want to engage, to engage on Seattle, every level. Seattle populace, right? right? And if we can get a following, and and we're trying to get a following, uh, if we can get a following, if we can get inroads with the Sounders organization, if we can get inroads with We Are Tacoma, and if we can, I mean, we can't do it every week, obviously, but um, it, it, if we can find a way to make something like that happen on an occasional basis and just have a lot of fun with it, we would love to be a part of it. And I think we have the the will and the uh, interest and the uh, I think we have a, a a a core listener base that would totally dig it. Well, then let's talk more because I'm just right. yeah. I mean, I I I well, I genuinely like you guys. I like you enough. Aww. <laughs> all yeah. it took was a little. Out of all the guys named Steve Kettleson, <laughs> you're my favorite. You're my favorite. <laughs> definitely my favorite, Steve Kettleson. Of all the people I know, Casey, you're one of them. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's great. what Russ Eaton told great, me. Great to be here. <laughs> but seriously, um, thank you both for taking the time to talk with us today. I, I, I feel like uh, we've really started to tap into what you're what you're trying to accomplish with this with this with this this new adventure, this new venture, this new exciting time. I'm just very excited to have met Dave. And I think that you know, you know, I'm going to get your number, and we're going to we'll right. talk some more. You yeah, know, I think absolutely. I really think Two, that five, three. we need to. <laughs> well, no, but there's five, five, five. There are there are many more conversations to be had in the next couple months. And I know we're going to lose some time over the holidays, but maybe you know, if you want to eat Thanksgiving with me and just me. <laughs> you know, Dave, and just you and me in a dark room with one <laughs> light bulb and like a small plate of cold cut turkey Speaking and we can just talk this thing people. out we can just talk this thing out for five to seven hours no music all right moist walls uh, yeah humidity turned to turned up to 11 we can, we can crank this next thing up week to on 11. the dr demento show you know uh oh my. no but this is yeah. this is this is going to be a lot of fun and i i hope that all all sounders supporters will give this thing at least a shot and I guarantee you that you will walk away thinking, well, dang, this was pretty awesome. And yeah. I, I'm really excited about where this is going. I'm in. You got my deposit times two. Love yep. you. Thank you so much. You have some You have some of our funds as well. So congratulations. It's great to be here. Yeah. Uh, Dave Montgomery, thank you so much for, for braving northbound uh, <laughs> rush hour traffic from, from, from Thurston County. Yes. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, and, uh, Casey Catherwood, thank you so much for taking, uh, taking time in our 
uh, on our show today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Hamilton, once again, thank Here. you for draving, braving, draving, braving, braving, and draving, bribing, bribing. Thank you. Who for- did you bribe? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Thanks for taking the one sixty-seven, bro. Yeah. It's good to see you, brother. Um, and with that, any parting shots? Good evening and good night. <laughs> good night and good luck. I was just about to say. That. <laughs> uh, thanks again for uh, having us uh, having us on the the podcast. And uh, yeah, we just I can speak on behalf of the community trust and just myself personally. I am super excited to have S two down here in Tacoma. Uh-huh. It's it's going to be wonderful for all of us South Sound soccer fans. So uh, again, thanks for having me on. We're also excited. Thank you so much, Dave, Bet. Tim, Casey. Have a wonderful night. You are listening to the Flounders B Team Podcast. Hey, this is Art Lagway. You're listening to the Flounders B Team Podcast. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Broken glass everywhere, people on the stage, you know they just don't care. I can't take the smell, can't take the noise, got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back, junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far, cause a man with the tow truck repossessed my car. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Right on. free beer for the rest of the night. You guys know that? Okay, good. <laughs> we're pretty excited about that. Do you want to do it here? <laughs> some or some of us. Do it? Um, this is a little noisy. Let's uh, head back there. I think so. And what was your full name again, sir? Aaron uh, Artman. Aaron Artman. Right on. Let's uh, get somewhere a little, little quieter. for the show. Well, hey everybody, this is uh, Steve Kettleson with the Flounders Speak Team Podcast. I'm here with local celebrity politician Derek M. Young. <laughs> At Derek M. Young on Twitter. Celebrity. <laughs> Might be pushing it a bit. I won't put that on if you don't want me to. It's I, fine. <laughs> I, I'm still impressed by the new uh, the Brian Mello's promotion of Congressman. So. Absolutely. That's pretty great. Yeah, go. I'm really glad they everybody's promoting Victoria, which is great. Yeah, yeah that's well, really cool. You know, since it is S2, it's really about promotion and relegation. <laughs> well said, my friend. <laughs> Shut up, Ted. <laughs> Remember that guy? Oh my goodness. You're red. I don't know if they got any I'll cut whatever that was. I don't know what it was. I didn't say anything wrong. I don't think you did. No. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Kettleson with the Flounders Beat Team Podcast. I'm here with two wonderful human beings and our co-host as well, who's also a wonderful human being, uh, Cap Peterson. And I'm here with Aaron Artman. 
president of the Rainiers organization. Yes, correct. And Victoria Woodard's current candidate for mayor of the city of Tacoma. Absolutely. Yeah, how's everybody doing tonight? We're doing great. What a great party, huh? It's quite the event, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, they're putting on a pretty you guys are putting on a pretty good show here. We like to put on good shows when we can. This was a good reason to do it. Absolutely. Um, so I know Casey kind of sideways oh, yeah. uh, from you know a couple of other relationships Casey and uh, what, yeah, Casey oh, Catherwood. There's only one way to know him in that side. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's right. Yeah. And we've seen he's done really good work with you guys, of course, for yeah. promoting the Rainiers and of course for the Tacoma Stars. Absolutely. What are you expecting he's gonna be able to provide for us too? What kind of atmosphere are we looking for at those games? We, we've talked about that. Uh-huh. We, don't, we don't know yet. We okay. know it's going to be fun. We know there'll be some hijinks, but it's a, it's different in the structure of, hey, baseball, you get all those breaks, and even in indoor games, yeah. you get the three-quarter breaks. A little different. Into it. And so probably more at halftime, but I think what he what he's so talented at, even when you look at Epic Sacks Gorilla, who crashed the party, yeah, yeah. is doing stuff in the stands, <laughs> probably with the supporter groups. That, that haven't been able to be done at another venue. And so it'll, I think it'll be more fun stuff in-game in the stands while the match might be being played than any kind of spectacular halftime thing. So, Absolutely. But I mean, you know what? He also curates all our music and does a great job. So I think the whole vibe will have his stamp, but we don't know how we're going to execute it yet. <laughs> it'll but probably be a little bit sideways, though. It'll be a little innovative, a little bit sideways. If Casey, it'll be great. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. So, Victoria, how do, how do you feel about this whole amazing transformation for the Rainiers and for Tacoma. I think it's an absolutely awesome thing. I think you introduced me as a candidate for mayor, which is one job, but I'm actually the community development director for the Rainiers. So I think this is absolutely great for Tacoma. And it just shows their commitment. It shows their commitment to really building sports in Tacoma for the entire community. Um, One question I had was more on the logistical side. So like being a soccer nerd, So I don't remember what the numbers are, but there's two sanctioned sizes it can be, and it's the little bit smaller one. And the the other than that, it's to those specifications. And then in uh, one of the corners, I believe, there's nine feet instead of the required ten feet. Other than that, it's right on. So yeah, it's it's not going to have to be a dramatic change, and it didn't fall out of the parameters of the two approved uh, U.S. soccer sizes, from what I understand. So. what the numbers are. I want to say it was 110 by okay. 80 or yeah. whatever the number is here, right. 90. But it was there's two choices. Yeah. Yeah. So I right. felt like ours was the smaller by five feet in length and five feet in width, but I can't okay. remember the exact specs. Cool. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So as community development coordinator for the for the S2 team now. <laughs> well, you got a promotion. No, look, look, look. no offense, but I hope that's not my job. I think I'm trying to get the other job. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But as you, in, in your role now in community development, what do you think this looks like for youth soccer in Tacoma, really? No, I think this is a great opportunity. It's so funny, when they asked the question earlier, I was thinking, uh-huh. we have Lawyer Malloy, who's from Lincoln, yeah. who's a football player. We've oh, got yeah. basketball players. 
want to be great to have like the first soccer player out of Tacoma yep. play for us too. That'd be amazing. I'd be, and it'll be another Lincoln kid. Heck, that's right. Yeah. I'm a little partial, but absolutely. <laughs> very well be an A. But I mean, I think it just raises the profile of our entire community. It gives kids more hopes and more options who really love sports. So it's a great opportunity. Right on. Well, I think it's great because I know that as like for the girls team and the boys team, we've always wanted to get up to Seattle and see a game. But it's it's such a journey, you know, and we can take the train and the kids got to pay for the train and then they got to play for the Sounders game and then they have to pay for lunch and it becomes this huge extravagant thing where it's like those kids don't get that opportunity. Do it right in Tacoma. Yeah. And you know, to a, going to a Rainier's game, taking a family to a, Rainier, a Rainier's game, is you can get a, a hat, food, and a game cheaper than you can a movie. Oh yeah. So, so I mean, it's another opportunity to get families, give families a place to go, to be together, to hang out, to have an experience together that is in front of a in front in front of a screen or in front of a phone. So there's real interaction. I think that's really great for our, for our community and for kids. Well, and I think to your point, especially with the high school programs in a in a new venue. I mean, there's 18. Maybe by that time there'll be 18 home USL matches. And when you have a partner like Metro Parks, who's going to be a major partner in this thing, we didn't get to talk about them as much as I would have liked to because we're talking about playing in Genie. I mean, the programming they can pump in there from the youth sports perspective, from state tournaments, from district playoff matches, all on this field, I think will make it even more successful and drive more program, which will drive growth game and get more youth playing. So it should be fun. Well, fantastic. Well, Victoria, Aaron, Kat, thank you so much. You're listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. Buddy, this is Steve Kettleson. I'm on the Flounders B-Team Podcast, and I'm here with president of soccer in basically the entire universe, Mr. Garth Loggerway. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good, oh. man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> right on. Appreciate you. Appreciate you putting on this great show in, in partnership with the Rainiers and uh, S2. It's, a, it's amazing. Um, so we have supporters, we have fans, I'm an ECS supporter myself, and there are questions around some things that are probably a little tougher, but I, I'll probably throw you a softball here. What does naming look like for the for the new franchise? Do you have any idea how the Rainiers or how uh, uh, the Sounders organization will participate with the community here to try to figure out what the new name uh, of the team will be? Well, I you know I wasn't here when the Sounders launched back in 2009, but from what I understand, they, they uh-huh. put something out to vote, and the fans kind of corrected them and said, yeah. "Hey, we, we we got this name that you might be familiar with. Maybe we, maybe it's better than all those yeah, other ones." Yeah. So I think I'd like to think what we've learned from that, and uh-huh. uh, that we will talk to the fans, the community, uh, and embrace all that feedback as we work forward toward you know what we want this to be long term. Right I think on. we do want it to be reflective of the city of Tacoma, absolutely, uh, and of this community. Um, while at the same time having some tie or some thread to the Sounders because, you know, we want this to be associated with and we want to be associated with the entire Puget Sound region, you know, and not just Seattle metro area or not just Tequila from an academy perspective, but now to add all three of those and hopefully touch all of our Sounders fans mm-hmm. in, in the bigger sense of the, of the term sure. uh, at some point along their path as players or sometime, some point along their evolution as fans. Right on. Um, so do you have any uh, idea whether the Tide's name is uh, available I, I from don't a copyright know. perspective? I, okay, I apologize. Right on. Uh, oh, yeah, you're not always going to know those sorts of things, I suppose. But uh, um, so uh, other questions I have, some tougher stuff. Do, would you say that there's any impact to the NASL lawsuit with U.S. soccer with the speed with which this transition has been made? 
Uh, obviously, with ongoing litigation, I, I don't have yeah. any comment with respect to that. But what I would say That's is, uh, what we set up on the podium was sincere, and yep. it's true. Uh, the first time that uh, our ownership group was personally engaged with the Rainier's ownership group, my, our, our in-house counsel, Maya Mendoza, uh, to Aaron Arman, uh, had long-standing relationship uh, from a personal standpoint there. And they said, hey, what do you, how do you feel about going to Tacoma in 2020? And again, as somebody who's not from the area, I was kind of like, all right, well, educate me. What does that mean? How far is that? How, you know, how can we work it out? We kind of talked to an exercise, and I said, well, this all sounds really good. Why don't we go now? Uh, because we're in, you know, in Tacoma, and we like training there. Now, that's not going to change, but we want to play matches in front of more people to get our kids, as I said up there, Absolutely. under pressure in a better environment. Yep. Uh, and, you know, again, there was, there was a lot of logistics to work out and a lot of kind of, well, we're not sure. Was, you know, and I said, look, you know, can we build the audience here as we before we move into a new stadium there? If we're going to try to get all this community support to build a stadium and have a public-private yep. partnership, what better advertisement than to go down there and to uh, to put hopefully our, our product in a, in a good display and our kids, more importantly, in a, in a, in a positive environment uh, to access the fans and hopefully grow this thing as we, as we try to make it bigger and better for everybody. Right on. I couldn't uh, get away with not asking you this either. Uh, uh, the the game earlier this week in Vancouver, yep. uh, there was an incident with ECS. I'm an ECS member, yep. and uh, we we heard the reporting around what the Sounders organization did to try to help uh, get the the presentation, the flag, the the anti-fascist flag, back up uh, in in front of the supporters there. And then um, you know, I'm sure you folks are in talks with uh, with the with the Whitecaps organization as to how all that went down and and what that. Uh, look like not asking to rehash that but what does that look like and what are those uh sorts of uh presentations of solidarity with 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 folks uh that what does that look like in the thursday night match uh, you know, we put out a statement to this uh, about this. Yep, yesterday. we saw the four owners signing, and yep, yep. And, and as I said, I would stand behind that statement. Okay, uh, you know, I don't want to be in a position where I'm trying to provide color or background or anything like that. I sure. Literally, I literally was in uh, Buenos Aires myself scouting. I uh, was not in attendance <laughs> of the match, and so our owners, I think, I, well, I know. Uh, so we spent almost two days uh, in negotiations preparing that statement, hashing it out, being really careful in terms of our support uh, for ECS, uh-huh. for the banner. Uh, and, you know, I'd, I'd be excited to have it continue going forward. As a fan, we've been really excited for about the, the scouting work you folks have been doing in South America, uh, seeing folks uh, in the organization, you know, tweeting photos and whatnot. It's been absolutely amazing. So hopefully we got some hot prospects for this year and for next year uh, for S2 and for Sounders. The uh, so you have a focus on South America, and uh, do we have any any major new prospects for this new year for the for the for the new Sounders season? Uh, usually, one of the tricky parts of my job is that uh, the results of my work are usually you know, yeah. six months later. <laughs> exactly. So you know, at this, at this stage of the process, you're going down, you're watching a bunch of guys, and uh, you're compiling your list, and you're doing your homework, and hopefully putting yourself in a position to make a good signing come January. So, Absolutely. Uh, I think the, technically the transfer window doesn't open until February 10 or something like that. So uh, you know, again, I don't think we'll have anything for a couple of months. Of course. Uh, and of course, we have to see how the season plays out too, because you know, we do this, we have to do our homework, we're charged with everything, but we're not going to evaluate the team until. Uh, we see how far this group can take us, and uh, you know the, the deeper we go, if we defend this title, man, we're going to be, you know, there's going to be decisions made to try to keep as much of the team intact as we can. All right, and uh, one final question: Can you explain how targeted allocation money works? <laughs> <laughs> that is as good a way to end as I, as I can. Uh, you know, 
it's made the league better. Uh, you know, because of Tam, the salary caps increased about forty percent in the last two years. Those are all positive things. You yeah. can look at the Tam players: Victor Rodriguez, Kevin Leardham, uh, Roman Torres. You know, those are some, and we bought Ozzy Alonso down another year. So just take those four That's names wonderful. and say, hey, we're making our team better, making our league better. That's absolutely wonderful. Whether I can explain it or not, or anyone can, uh, that's that's the that's the intent of it. Right on. Garth Lagerway, thank you so much for uh, talking to us on the right Flanders Speed Team Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. Nice to meet you, sir. Channel 253. Obviously, Dempsey is one of our recurring themes on this show. Um, yes. We're, we're reluctant, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. He's, he's always the most here. the famous man that's ever played for the, the Sounders, so you would think that that's probably why he's a recurring topic. Wait, when mm-hmm. I, uh, am I, am I, are we recording? Yeah, yeah we're, we just started recording like 42 seconds ago. <laughs> what do what do we what do we talk? Are we going to do yeah, an intro? I'll do an intro, but sometimes we like to do a little outtakes and yeah. Oh, okay. I see. I, I was I not. See. I see. I didn't know. I, I had tried no to idea. whisper in. Like, you have to let me know. You have to let me know. Yeah. We're hot.